Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Bernie and Sid in the morning on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Charlie Marte, Lindor on deck if they get to him. Marte will You heard it right there, ladies and gentlemen. It's a happy town. At least half of us, very, very happy. I would, I would imagine there were more Yankee fans, though. So maybe uh, less than half are very, very happy this morning. The Mets with a walk-off win last night, sweeping the Yankees, the dreaded, the rich, the filthy rich, uh, the smug Yankees, get swept by the New York Mets uh, last night out at City Field. It was glorious, glorious uh, ninth inning. It was. It was terrific. I'm back here on the Bernie and Sid Show. Heard everyone that 77 WABCF simulcast out on Eastern Long Island, News Talk 107.1 FM. And, man, do we have a blockbuster show for you this morning. We have Miranda Devine. She has a, she has a scoop. She has something that's uh, very, very damning uh, that we'll let her tell you about a little bit later. Uh, Sid Rosenberg, my buddy, my partner, he, he set that all up this morning, Sid. How you doing? I imagine you're very happy with the Mets win last night. No, oh, come on. I'm, uh, this is a come great on. day. Come on. What a pickup Sterling Marte has been. He's done this his whole career. The Mets have done this all season. Jumped out to a 2 nothing lead. The Yankees come back to tie it. And then the Mets win it dramatic fashion. Way to go, Sterling Marte. But, yes, I did get a text late yesterday afternoon from the aforementioned Miranda Devine, my handsome partner. And she said, I got a huge scoop for you and Bernie and the guys. Now, she already, uh, it's out there because she was on Tucker Carlson last night and it's in today's New York Post. But just in case you missed both of those, she will deliver the big scoop about Joe Biden coming up at 740 this morning. And it really does. It really does put Joe Biden right in the crosshairs. It really, really does. Uh, One more nail in the coffin for this uh, old, corrupt, uh, perverted creep. And uh, yeah, she will lay it out in detail. Miranda Devine, she's terrific. Get this woman a Pulitzer Prize. Though that thing is just a, a left-wing scam, that whole Pulitzer thing. Uh, either way, Miranda Devine uh, coming up in the Bernie and Situ. And Big Bad Bill O'Reilly. So it's, gonna, it's a blockbuster Thursday is what it is. And uh, a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff going on out there. And your boy Joe Manchin, he caved in on, uh, on this, uh, this, this, this new Build Back Better bill. He actually caved in, man. We're going to spend a lot, like a trillion dollars. Uh, everything he said he would do... He reversed it. Schmuck Schumer got to him, uh, I don't know, 
He bribed him. I don't know what what, what they need in West Virginia, uh, maybe pardons for his cousins or something like that. But either way, uh, Joe Manchin caved, and we're going to have this trillion-dollar inflationary tax and climate bill. And they actually have the balls to call it the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022. They really think we're a bunch of jerks out here. I mean, it's unbelievable. Over Like almost $400 million of this goes into something called energy security and climate change. But either way, I don't want to depress you folks. It's, it's, it's awful. Energy security and climate change. Do, do we trust these people to do anything? No. It's, an, it's, it's economics 101. Spending money equals inflation. And it's already a supercharged economy, throwing more money into it. It's throwing gasoline on a fire. And these mutts are doing it. And uh, let's see. You also have uh, the congressional baseball game is tonight. It was, what was it, about six years ago that yeah. Steve Scalise, was it five or six, something like that? It, it was, no, I think it was our first year together, 2016, when a Bernie Sanders supporter shot Steve Scalise during practice on that field, I believe just a couple of days before the game. Yeah, yeah, it was, uh, it was probably six. But uh, anyway, uh, it's just that that's going to happen tonight. They're all going to wear uh, bulletproof vests. I understand. No, I'm just kidding. They're not doing that. But they should. You never know. Yeah, you know they should. Disgruntled Bernie Sanders supporter out there. And, uh, of course, uh, Eric Adams. Eric Adams actually called out by name. He, well, he didn't call him out. He, he mentioned by name. Uh, he mentioned Carl Heasty. And he called for a special session of the state legislature to deal with this uh, bail reform stuff. Uh, we'll get into that a, a little bit later. Also today on the economic front, uh, we're going to get some numbers. We're going to see if the the gross domestic product shrank, the GDP, if it shrank uh, in the second quarter. If so, that will be two quarters in a row, which will mean that we are in a recession. And we'll, we're literally, uh, you know, technically in a recession, although the Democrats are trying to revise the definition of what a recession is, like they tried to revise, uh, you know, the definition of what a woman is, and men can get pregnant and everything, blah, 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 blah. Uh, so, so the, uh, anyway, a lot of interesting news coming out. But also, out in, uh, out in Bedminster, New Jersey, the Bedminster Golf Club, uh, we got this big, uh, well, they're going to have a tournament this weekend. And it's a leave tournament, L-I-V. I don't know what it stands for. Live, yes. But it's the, live, but it's, uh, it's a Saudi-sponsored, you know, it's the Saudi golf tournament. It's the Saudi golf deal, whatever it is. What is it, a league? What do they call it? It, it is a, uh, it's a league. They, I believe they've got uh, 14 events. They play 36 holes. Uh, this one is coming up in Bedminster uh, this weekend. They had the big uh, party last night at uh, Gotham Hall in New York City. And, of course, uh, the man that they're going after for this specific event, before it was uh, the golfers, right? They went after Phil Mickelson. They went after Dustin Johnson. But talking about being in the middle of the crosshairs, this weekend it's all about former President Donald Trump. Exactly right. Uh, Donald Trump uh, is, is his golf course. And, uh, yeah, they're going after him for it. But uh, also this morning, they're going to have this, uh, the, check this out, they're going to have this big pro-am tournament that Trump is actually playing and he's participating in. Not only him, but you have uh, Charles Barkley, yep. Caitlyn Jenner, yep. 
And uh, go ahead. They were, all, they were all together last night at Gotham Hall at this party. And, by the way, Donald Trump, you know who he's playing with today, Bernard? He's playing with Dustin Johnson, not that far removed from the number one player right. in the world. That's he's actually right. married to Paulina Gretzky, uh, Wayne Gretzky's daughter. He's also playing with uh, Bryson DeChambeau, who also just made the move to live. So it's not just Trump playing golf today. This guy's playing with some real top-line golfers who just made the switch, of course, from the PGA to live. And uh, Bubba Watson just made the yes, switch. Forty pay, million dollars. Paying him forty mil. You, 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 you're scooping me real quick here, <laughs> big time. But so listen, yeah. So Bubba Watson. Well, listen, and, I, I want to go to live too. I mean, as soon as they call me and offer me big money, I'm going to get in David Faraday's car and go there today. <laughs> David Faraday, Faraday. Uh, yeah, the Northern Irish, uh, the Northern Irish from yes. Anyway, it's a big deal. Uh, Trump and Charles Barkley. Uh, yeah, forty million for uh, what's his face, Bubba Watson. But they're also trying to recruit Charles Barkley, and Barkley's going to play today. He's actually playing today at this pro am event that tees off at ten o'clock this morning. And he said that Charles Barkley said that if I don't have an offer by tonight, it's over. In, in other words, he wants it bad, but he gave him a deadline, an ultimatum, if you will. Did you hear the money he asked for? Uh, no, what was the uh, what was the, uh, he, not the he, sa- he said my basketball duties right now pay me about twenty million dollars a year. So if you want to pay me twenty five or thirty million, don't waste your time. You want to start paying me closer to sixty million? We'll do a deal, and I think they will do that deal. So wow. look for Charles Barkley to get upwards of fifty yeah. or sixty million dollars to work for Live. What red blooded American would not do that? Saudis or not? That is, this is uh, sick money that the Saudis have. They have money. Literally money to burn. I mean, it's, it's just like obscene type money. But uh, they're throwing it around, and, and they're not going to let uh, money stop them from having a legit popular uh, golf league. Uh, you know, and, and it's working. It's working. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think Barkley will uh, take whatever they throw at him because, uh, anyway, listen, uh, but, but the people, the families, the survivors of, of the 9-11 uh, attack here in New York City, not very happy Here's a, a guy named, uh, his name is uh, Matt Mochi, a cut 31. He's, uh, he's very angry at this uh, tournament and Trump. Take a listen to this. For us to sit here and accept that numerous well-known golfers can so easily accept blood money from the Saudi royal family is what hurts the most today. Wow. Yeah, and I got many more of those, but uh, you get the point. You get the, I, I, I understand why they're angry, but listen, the, the, the Saudi government are allies. The Saudi government... Uh, they're with us. They helped us with the Afghan Afghan war, the Afghanistan war, the Iraqi war. Uh, they they're 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 an ally in, in this alliance that we have with Israel against Iran. So they're allies of ours. It's never been proven that the Saudi government actually uh, had knowledge or or you know encouraged or su- subsidized uh, any of this uh, 9/11 attacks. Never been proven. Always been well. There were 15 Saudis on the you know uh, that participated in the attack. But that doesn't mean the government did. And also, the latest, is, of course, is this Khashoggi dude. And uh, I just want to remind people, that, because it gets misrepresented, he is not an American, this Khashoggi. That's A. He, yeah, he wrote occasionally. His, uh, some of his pieces appeared in the Washington Post. But this Khashoggi guy, he was a friend of Osama bin Laden's. He's a 9-11 apologist. He's not a good guy. He never was a good guy. So for everybody to get, uh, you know, all bent out of shape over the Saudis, uh, you know, dismembering, killing him and dismembering his body in the Turkish embassy, it's misguided. He was a bad dude, not a good guy. I sound like Donald Trump. Not a good guy, bad guy, not a good guy. 
But uh, anyway, that's uh, Khashoggi. You shouldn't get uh, – don't worry about it, in other words. So this league is going to prevail. Uh, this is just the growing pains early on. Uh, money talks in this country, sadly, but uh, there are some legitimate arguments to push back, again, that I just made about the Saudis. Uh, Trump met with them. Uh, Obama met with them. Every All these presidents met with them. Biden, of course, did. So they're not uh, – they're not they're – not, enemies it wouldn't be like like if iran was holding the tournament i could see people getting pissed off but not necessarily the saudis either way another uh stupid it it, it is right you agree with that i I agree with you well first of all and this is where it's so important because most of us sports guys we're talking about the money we'll take the money but you you just laid out the actual political landscape between the countries you did a tremendous job by the way bernie and now you make it clear when you combine the money and the political relationship it makes all the sense in the world for all these guys to do this by the way live just uh, just so you know is the Roman numeral for 54. L is 50, and oh, I and V is 4. And they actually, they actually play three 18 holes of golf. 18 times 3 is 54. So if you're interested in how that name came about, it is 54 because they play three 18 holes of golf. Let me tell you something, folks. You listen to the Bernie and Sid show, you learn <laughs> shizzle. You learn you stuff, bro. That was very interesting. I had no idea. Yeah. Plus the uh, money that you talked about with uh, Barkley. Yeah, with Charles Barkley. Incredible. <laughs> Unbelievable. So in any case, yeah, you learn on the Bernie and Sid show. Look, uh, Fredo is back as well. We'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, Chris Cuomo actually has a job in the news, uh, believe it or not. And his first guest, uh, when he does start up, is going to be Janice Dean, none other than Janice. Really? Dean. No, nah, just kidding. I made that up. <laughs> that would be great. That. Yeah, wouldn't it? It would. It would be great. Uh, I don't think she would agree to it to help him out. But uh, Fredo is back again later on. I mentioned Eric Adams. He did uh, yesterday. He called for a special session of the state legislature. He's now inching closer to his to the naming and shaming. Uh, cut twenty three. Lou Eric Adams yesterday, uh, because this bail, no jail, no bail is literally killing the state. I mean, it's the crux of the problem with the crime. Todd Kaminsky's no jail, no bail law that Andrew Cuomo actually signed. Here was Eric Adams yesterday. Cut 23, please. So the thug that was involved in this, the district Well, of course, it's not cut 23. It is cut 20. Eric Adams. Okay, I'll look at it. It is uh, cut 26, Louis. Cut 26. Our criminal justice system is off the rails. Uh, we specifically talk about just bail reform. It's more than that. Uh, it includes other aspects of it. It includes what the prosecutors are doing, what our judges are doing, what the corporation councils are doing, what ACS is doing. Uh, it's the entire criminal justice system. Okay, right. You're absolutely right. Now, here's the part where he actually, he names, he, he's inching closer, I'm telling you. He names Carl Heasty, cut 27, go. I had a long conversation with uh, the Speaker of the Assembly, and we uh, agreed to look over some of the data that the New York City Police Department is going to present on how we're having too many repeated offenders on bail eligible, non-bail eligible crime. And uh, it was a great, great conversation, and we're going to continue to be uh, vociferous on this topic because what? New Yorkers, I believe, deserve better. 
Did he say vociferous? He did. Uh, look, yeah. So that was a little too friendly for my liking right there. A little too friendly with this Carl Heasty, who is the, his public enemy number one. That's what I'm going to call him from now on. Carl Heasty, public enemy number one. Uh, Stuart Cousins, public enemy number two. You got you, you, you can't any, – any indication that uh, you have a civil relationship with this guy, uh, that, has, that, that ship has sailed. That ship has long sailed. You gotta, you gotta be angry when you talk about this guy. In my humble opinion, because he does have blood on his hands. We had a, a, a little debate yesterday whether or not he should actually say that. That may be uh, one toke over the line. At this point, at some point, he may need to actually say that. You have blood on your hands, Carl. You son of a bitch. Anyway, uh, Bill Bratton. He was on Cats at Night last night. Uh, he and he was. And by the way, Cats at Night, great show. Five o'clock on seventy-seven WABC. He said this about Eric Adams and uh, all the talking he's doing. Cut 25, please. The mayor is trying, talks a lot, but uh, doesn't seem to be having any effect on the people who really are going to uh, have to make the changes. And that's uh, Albany legislators, uh, governor, and the city council. They have created this mess. They seem to have turned a blind eye toward, toward it. The irony of it is the people most affected by it is their constituency. So many of these laws would change to try and protect the minority population in the city, in the state, black and brown. But if you look at the the principal victims of the crime in this city, in this state, and who's committing it, it's black and brown. So in terms of, uh, I just scratch my head, at what are they thinking? What the hell were they thinking? And uh, it's going to take more than just words from the mayor. He's going to have to start uh, acting more forcefully. There you go, Bill Bryant, and he's right. Uh, you know, that's what we've all been saying for a long time, and uh, Bill Bratton echoing uh, what we've been saying and validating what we've been saying. He also talked about the specific incidents. You know, there was another incident in the Bronx uh, yet just yesterday. These two cops tried to arrest some thug, and the crowd actually intervened, and they had him almost subdued. The crowd intervened, and he got away. And it's all on videotape. It's very, very humiliating. But then when you look at the two cops that were doing this, to me, they look like uh, they like these out-of-shape, like Big Bang Theory-looking dweebs, these two cops. And I say that not to be insulting, but just to be descriptive, to describe them. We have a recruitment problem, and we don't, we don't have the big, tough, burly cops out on the street who would have had this perp subdued. We have these, uh, these nerds. Uh, you know, God bless them who took the job, and uh, I have all the respect for them, but they couldn't subdue this guy. They were like two women. Anyway, the dude got away, and it was gross, uh, you know, more humiliation for the NYPD. Another reason, you know, we again, the recruitment problem, pay the cops more money, give them more vacation pay, and qualified immunity so they're not afraid, you know, to, to uh, really, you know, to touch them in areas where they're forbidden to be touched by law. And to that point, this is cut 22, Lou, cut 22, Bill Bratton, on how tough the cops have it these days. In the city council of New York, it's the only city in America where under a city law, it forbids an officer from doing anything that Mm -hmm. would compress the suspect's diaphragm, meaning they can't use any pressure on the chest or any pressure on the back. How the hell are you supposed to make an arrest if you only can grab that individual's arms? And that's what you saw happening in the Bronx yeah. arrest. They were holding on to his arms. And I'll tell you, anybody can resist getting their arms behind their back. He were two cops trying to do it. Particularly two cops were trying to do it with a mob of uh, 10 or 15 knuckleheads. 
trying to interrupt the arrest. You know, Bill Bratton, by the way, one of the greats, he was the guy who implemented the first uh, broken windows yep. policy yep. under Giuliani, uh, one of the greatest uh, NYPD commissioners ever. And I love what he said there. I mean, the only fight I've had in 42 years, 42 years, the only time I really got angry with our dear friend, defense attorney Joe Tacopina, was when he was in studio about two or three weeks ago and was saying, chokeholds are no good. You can't. I'm, I'm like, Joe, hit the effing bastard with a bat. Do yep. whatever you have to do to get these scumbags to the ground. What do you mean, choke? What, because fat Eric Garner, who had heart disease and asthma, died? Who, are you kidding me? You right. can. The criminals don't have any, any, any limitations. They can do whatever they want. Should be the same thing with the cops. Hit them with an effing bat. Who cares? Yeah, even more than uh, what the law allows. Yeah, exactly right. Let them walk with nightsticks again. Give them these big wooden uh, nightsticks so they can get the, what they used to call a wooden shampoo from these cops. Right, wooden shampoo. And, and subdue yeah. them uh, early on before it gets out of hand. Uh, Just smack them across the temple. And now, burn. guys are getting away. Not only are, are they, are they uh, you know, able to rough up the cops while the cops are trying to arrest them, but guys are getting away. And then you've got people who are standing there watching this actually helping the perp get away, and the cop can't do anything because he's limited physically. It's an absolute yeah. joke. You were on the phone just recently. Well, I just I mentioned the exact th same thing that you you mentioned that you alluded to. Guys getting away, and I talked about the cops that were trying to subdue him. Yeah, they're looking uh, uh, like out of shape dweebs. Like I said, they look like they're straight out of the Big Bang Theory. Right. These people, <laughs> they, and, 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 and they, funny. they couldn't subdue this guy, and and he got away. And they and they didn't really try, but they they looked like they couldn't do it. In other words, we're not getting these big burly, uh, tough cops that we used to get. That we should be getting because they're not joining. The recruitment is down. It's tough. You got to pay the cops more money and give them a lot of a lot more stuff. Vacation and qualified immunity. One last one. Bill Bratton on the uh, the, the the spectacle that was that looked like a strip club on the J train. Uh, Bill Br <laughs> Bill Bratton Bill Bratton was actually funny, inadvertently funny on this uh, on Cats at night last night at five o'clock. Cut twenty four. Bill Bratton on the J train. Oh, well, uh, take a listen to this. This situation is getting out of control. The, that stupid situation that happened on the J train, those cast of clowns basically in their, uh, their bathing suits and the, the, the women in the jerking and the twerking. We are defining norms <laughs> of behavior now because we are not punishing aberrant norms of behavior. Every one of those clowns should have been arrested uh, if, if, uh, if capable of doing it. And there's enough videos going around that they can be identified, but guaranteed, the GAs won't do anything about that type of behavior. Right, he sounded like uh, Walt Clyde Frazier. Yeah, jerking and twerking <laughs> uh, on the J train. Uh, it was hilarious. It was anybody was he was right on the money. So anyway, a lot of a lot of stuff coming up on the Bernie and Sid show again. A blockbuster show. Miranda Devine, Bill O'Reilly. Uh, we're coming right back, folks. Keep it where it is. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall, rock-climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. On the Red Apple Podcast Network.
Def Leppard, bring on the heartbreak. This is for Joe Nolan and all the New York Yankee fans out there that just watch their beloved Yanks. They do lead the majors, 66 wins, no doubt about it. Just lose two out of two to the New York Mets in Queens. Bring on the heartbreak. We've got some breaking news here, Bernard, and we're going to go to our, our trusted sports guy on this, and that is Macedonia Phil. Phil, what do you got for us, pal? Actually, we're, I'm reading right now that breaking news, new Live Golf participant it's going to be Hunter Biden. He's going to be playing naked, and his partner's a prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, That's funny right really? there. How about that, Big Phil, coming up? Uh, and on a serious note, I did get a text yesterday afternoon, which I shared with Bernard from Miranda Devine, which I, I didn't share with everybody else because I thought she was waiting till today. I had no idea she would break the news on Tucker Carlson last night. But she did uh, say to me, I've got a huge scoop on the big guy. And I said to her, I said, how about the big buy? Like, bye-bye. Like, is, is that it? Is this, is this really going to be the nail in the coffin? Are we finally going to get to him? Because, as we've said all along, uh, no one has any interest in Hunter Biden. Not the feds, not anybody else. He's a loser. He's a crackhead. And I'm a recovering addict, so for me to say that means a lot. They don't care about him. All this is, this Hunter Biden stuff, is one big exercise to get to somebody important. His dad. Is this it? And Divine, at least yesterday, texted to me, she thinks that may be the case. So this conversation coming up at 740 promises to be very, very interesting, Bernard. Uh, certainly looking forward to it. Uh, but uh, as far as it you know, be, being the final nail, uh, yeah, that's uh, questionable. Not because yet. I, yeah, thought not the, yet. Uh, I thought the voicemail right. would be the final nail. But right. it, it all depends on whether or not the media... Uh, they, whether whether or not they ignore it, just like they yep. ignored the Hunter laptop initially, uh, you know, back in uh, before the election. Yep. So uh, yeah, so we'll see. It's just it's one more nail, but is it the final nail? Is it the one that that we need? You know, the real smoking gun. Uh, it should be because it, there's no question, no question that he was bald face lying yep. uh, all this time, and he should be. You know, he's compromised. They did discuss the business deals. He knew about it, and it if no doubt affects his relationship with China. He's going to speak, by the way, today to Xi Jinping, oh, the, the president of China. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so he's he, and and Ping knows all. So uh, it, does it affect how we, uh, you know, deal with China? And uh, one of the reasons he's speaking with Ping is because uh, Pelosi is, is taking a trip. We'll get into that a little bit later. She's going to Taiwan. And uh, big, big diarrhea of the mouth of Biden let the cat out of the bag about a week ago, and he, he shouldn't have. But it was one of those moments where he blurted it out. Anyway, he's going to speak to Ping and try to tamp down some of the tensions. Mm. But, uh, but the final nail, uh, sit to answer your question, I'm not sure. No, we'll I, I, we'll I, see. I'm going to give you the answer. No, it's not the final. <laughs> okay. uh, that's just, the answer. I just, but, I just, I'm trying to be nice to no, I know, uh, Ms. I know. Devine. Miranda, it's still a great story. And again, when you, when you start the question why we're sending Ukraine $40 billion, the easy answer is, well, we care. It's humanitarian. It's the right thing to do. They're killing innocent people. And that may be true. Uh, but you talk about compromised, all the money the Bidens have made, including Joe, from them, uh, has to play into that decision. And I got to right. tell you, every day this Zelensky, I know a hero, he's out there fighting. This guy's coming off like a clown more and more every day. I mean, shooting the, the, the cover of Vogue magazine with his wife, his wife walking around a bunch of soldiers like she's doing, a, you know, like, yep. a, like, a, like a military porn movie. I mean, Zelensky looks like a clown every day. What is he doing? I think this uh, Vogue thing is uh, he jumped the shark, finally jumped the shark, and people are asking the ex exact same question that you just asked. Uh, what is he doing? 
I mean, uh, yeah, he, he's he's treating it like uh, you know, it's some sort of, I don't know, so some sort. Of he's personal, on tour, like he's yeah, like pers- he's a celebrity. Right, he's on tour, yeah. personal publicity tour, exactly. Yeah. Right. He's hanging out with Sean Penn. Yeah, he's hanging out ben with Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller. He's right. shooting the cover right. of Vogue. Doesn't seem to me like he's all that concerned about people dying in the streets. Seems to me like he's like Eric Adams. And Where somebody, can I go next? Exactly right. It's a great analogy, Thank like you. Eric Thank Adams. You. And he he was asked uh, yesterday about uh, inflation and the, the inflation on the American people. He says inflation. Who cares about inflation? That's secondary. What's important is what we're doing here in the Ukraine. In other words, blowing off all these Americans here who are subsidizing his, his little war there. And we're not only subsidizing his war, by the way. Make no mistake about it. We're nation building. We're giving him money for, to build, uh, you know, build, rebuild the Ukraine. We are engaged in nation building, and it is contributing to inflation here in this country. And he had contempt for, for that notion that Americans are suffering to try to, uh, to try to perpetuate his dopey little war. We have to end this war. And by the way, speaking of that, Miranda Devine agrees with that sentiment. I yep. follow her on Twitter, yep. and she's all over that as well. And uh, good for you bringing that up because that infuriated me yesterday to see that with this little weasel. Yeah, she's cute, by the way, his wife, and maybe she does belong on the cover of Vogue, but... Life is about timing, folks. Hey, you may want to wait till people are not dying in the streets. <laughs> by the way, Melania was uh, was was as cute, and she yes. never got on the cover of Vogue. And they, so there's something going on. Something stinks over there in the Ukraine. Yep. Uh, and and uh, it's going to be exposed at some point. All this money in these arms, we don't know where it's going. Of A lot not. of people are saying uh, the arms are going to Iran. They're going to uh, other countries. You know, state-sponsored terrorist countries like Iran. And we just don't know it. And these people that we—they're historically corrupt. So you know they're skimming a lot of money off the top. Initially, you just know it because they're corrupt people. Yeah. Witness the uh, the whole Barisma thing and uh, Joe Biden bribing them to to have a, a prosecutor fired. And they obliged. They fired him for, a, 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 what was it, a billion dollars? A billion dollars. That, yeah. uh, as Joe Biden put it, that son of a bitch, that's, uh, that's your president, folks. Yeah. He's a nice guy. He's trying very, very hard. Don't ever compare him to Donald Trump. Trump is evil. Joe Biden's a nice guy. Give me a break. My ass, he's a nice guy. He's, and he's, 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 he's a mutt. evil. Yeah, Miranda Devine coming up at 740. Bill O'Reilly coming up at 840. Uh, we'll do Lydia Serrani. Lydia Reports coming up at 825. Beat Bernie coming up at 940. Very, very exciting show. But as usual, about 30 past the hour, we got some bidding to do. No doubt. Traffic and sports is that business. But right now it's time for the 77 WABC Clip of the Day. Listen to Cut to the Chase with Laura Curran on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Here Laura talks to, you, to a Ukrainian woman, Irina, well, whatever, about human trafficking. Take a listen. <laughs> is there a concern that human trafficking could increase? Trafficking in men, women, and children from Ukraine because you of mean, this war. You mean during the war, yeah? Yes, because of the war. Yes, that's a very huge number, like over one million people. It's talking about children and adults. They've been kidnapped to the territory of Russia. And of these numbers, it's like 200,000 to just children. So we're working also on this issue. Unfortunately, it's quite difficult. BC. This is Sid on Sports. Oh, my goodness. Sponsored by Fearless Boilers on 77 WABC. The first Subway Series of 2022 in the books. Short two-game set in Queens. Break out the brooms. A sweep for the host, 
New York Mets. Oh, yes. Mets got it going early last night. Their best offensive player hit his club-leading 26th home run of the year to give the Mets the early lead. That ball's hammered to left field. Hicks going back. He turns. It is high off the wall and a homer. It got over the orange stripe and against that screen, Alonzo. 26 on the season. It's 1-0 Mets. ESPN on the call. Francisco Lindor hit an RBI single, and the Mets led this one 2-0 behind Max Scherzer late. But the Yanks, you can never count them out. Labor Day in Queens. And the pitch swung on, hit in the air to right. Back goes Marte on the track, at the wall. She's gone. It's Glaber Day. Glaber goes the opposite way and hits it over the fence in deep right field. Boy, what a big two-run home run to tie the game. John Sterling, WFAN, the Yankees did tie it at two, but then the Mets, they've done this all season long. Sterling Marte has done this his whole career. Bottom nine, 2-2, put it in the books. Starling Marte, Lindor on deck if they get to him. Marte will hit Courtesy of ESPN, the Mets win it 3-2, couple that with an Atlanta loss to the Phillies, and the Mets now lead the Braves by three again atop the NL East. Yankees still 11.5 up on Toronto. Mets enjoy the day off today. They start a three-game set in Miami tomorrow. The Yankees a four-game set in the Bronx against Kansas City. That starts today, and the Yankees did acquire former Red Sox and Royal Andrew Benatendi. He's hitting 320 so far this year for Kansas City. Sports brought to you by the great Pete Morgan and Peerless Spoilers. Check them out, PeerlessSpoilers.com. PavilionTankless.com. They do build America's best boilers. Miranda Devine comes your way at 740 this morning with sports. I'm Sid. I want to rock! Bernie and Sid in the morning. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. I'm complete. My homeroom, homeroom angel. Back here on the Bernie and Sid Show. Heard everywhere on that 77 WABC app, ladies and gentlemen. Download it. It's free. It's easy. And uh, take you 90 seconds and you won't regret it. The 77 WABC app. Also simulcast on an eastern Long Island news talk 107.1 FM. You know, we talked about uh, the, the, the despicable Joe Biden. I mean, I, I just detest the man. I just loathe this guy. And, you know, he's corrupt, of course. He's a pervert. And he's just uh, hes selling out this country. He's a traitor. Uh, it's just, I just, I can't even tell you my, uh, well, I just did. Uh, anyway, Joe Biden, he's uh, hes just, he's, he's, he's an old punk is what he is. Anyway, uh, he, he came out yesterday and he said, uh, no more COVID, no more COVID. I'm good. I'm good to go. And he was, he was acting like a freaking tough guy uh, taking on Trump, taking shots at Donald Trump. And comparing his, uh, you know, his COVID to Trump's COVID, like a little boy, like a little baby. I mean, who does that? Anyway, he started out uh, talking about, uh, well, he's, you know, lecturing the American people, scaring us. COVID is back, trying to, you know, once again, trying to recapture, I guess, the old glory days. Remember, it was a year ago, this July, a year ago, when he declared 
COVID was over. It was over, done, it's kaput, but not, not so much yesterday. Anyway, yesterday he talked about masks. Cut one, please, Lou. You should consider wearing a mask when you're in a crowded indoor public place. These precautions add an extra layer of protection for you and for those around you. So wear masks. They had an added layer of protection. <laughs> and, and then within uh, 30 seconds, he was telling people that masks don't work. Cut <laughs> number two. Yeah, listen the to this. The reality is that BA5 means many of us are still going to get COVID, even if we take the precautions. That doesn't mean we are, we're doing anything wrong. Unfortunately, this COVID is still with us, as it has been for two and a half years. So wear a mask. But it doesn't matter because uh, it's not going to work. It's gonna, you're going to get COVID anyway. So uh, it contradictory all over the place. I just hate listening to him. I actually watched that uh, when he came out, uh, you know, talking about the, it was like 20 minutes on, on stupid COVID. Shut up. Nobody cares. Get to the economy. Get to something else. Anyway, he couldn't uh, sit. He couldn't pronounce a word. Uh, the, uh, the therapeutic drug he's taken, it's called Paxlovid is the drug. Cut number three. Listen to this idiot trying to pronounce it. Millions of Americans have used Paxlovid. Paxlovid, excuse me. Paxlovid. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, I, I, I think it's, I used it. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, that's no. your guy. Uh, well, what can I tell you? That's your boy, Joe Biden. <laughs> that is my boy. Yeah. And, and then he took a shot at uh, who's really a boy, Donald Trump. Uh, listen to on uh, comparing uh, your COVID, my COVID. Cut number four. Go ahead. When my predecessor got COVID, he had to get helicoptered to Walter Reed Medical Center. Oh, shut up. He was severely ill. Thankfully, he recovered. Thank when you. I got COVID, I worked from upstairs at the White House. <laughs> the difference stop. is vaccinations, <laughs> of course. Stop. The guy hasn't worked one day yet in a year and a half. Exactly. I mean, Trump was out there two days. I mean, come on. He's not going to do that. You, you can't do he that. He did it. He did it. No, I mean, no, he... Of all the things he's ever said, inflation, Putin, that may have been the most ridiculous comparing his work ethic and his toughness to Donald Trump. Come on. Does he not have some set of balls, this guy? I mean, unbelievable. And that's yeah, really. Not, and that's not, uh, to, to Bill O'Reilly's point is coming on today, that's not dementia. That's not a man getting old. That's a guy who's really just full of crap. Just full of it. Exactly Trying right. to sell a bill of goods that doesn't exist. I'm going to shock you and tell you that I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Uh, he's just a piece of garbage is what he is. And nobody likes him. Look, uh, even uh, everybody in his party from uh, the, 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 the radicals to the moderates, listen to this, this whack job racist uh, communist, Cori Bush. Uh, she's from Missouri, uh, St. Louis, or whatever. Anyway, she was being interviewed. Listen to this. Cut number five. Go ahead. Do you want to see Joe Biden run for a second term? Yeah, I, you know. Uh, that's an easy question. It's not going to take long. Do you want to see Joe I, Biden I don't run? want to answer that question because we have not. That's not. Yeah, I don't want to answer that question. Okay. Um, I mean, he's the president. And he Just has did. the right to to run for a second term. Absolutely. That's but right. I don't want to. I don't. I don't want. I'd rather you not do that. Okay. Answer you got like two minutes to be in the car. Yeah, no, I got to get to the. Well, thanks very much. That's a no. Yeah, that's a, def a definitive no right <laughs> no. there. A hell no. I mean, come on. The, the poll came out yesterday that now it, it got even higher, the percentage of Democrats who don't want him to run. Last week it was close to 68%. Now it's close to 76% of Democrats do not want Joe Biden to run. That is a, a, an incredibly high Unbelievable. number. Unbelievable. He's, he's got abysmal poll numbers all over the place uh, on, on whether to run or not. By the way, Pete Buttigieg beats him out in uh, New Hampshire. 
Uh, and uh, Kamala Harris, too, she comes in like number six or seven. I'll get to that in a little bit. But uh, also Schmuck Schumer, cut number six. Same thing as uh, this uh, wacky Cory Bush lady. Cut six, please, Lou. If, uh, do you believe President Biden should run for a second term? Now, I have said if he runs, I'll support him. If he runs, I'll support him. So why? Why? I, I, why would not the next question be? Well, Chuck, let me ask you something. I think what has gotten better in this country since Joe Biden replaced the evil and inept Donald Trump? What is what has gotten better? Just, just give me two things and then I'll, 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 that answer is yeah. fine with me. That's a, they don't have an answer for that, obviously. Well, why don't they ask the question? Well, because uh, the schmuck Schumer, he's a professional and he moved on real quick if you were watching it. But uh, I, I, don't even, I don't even think they would ask that question anyway because, uh, you know, the, the, the compliant, corrupt, biased media. So, uh, yeah, why don't they ask that question? Why don't they ask that question at the podium, I mean, in the White House when they're talking to this, uh, this incompetent Karine Jean-Pierre lady? Somebody should ask. That's a great question. You know that, uh, by the way, back to the uh, polls, Pete Buttigieg, University of New Hampshire, these polls, right? Pete Buttigieg gets 17%. They asked, who do you want to run in 2024? A sneaky Pete, pothole Pete, he gets 17%. Biden gets 16%. And then Newsom and Warren tied at 10%. Then you have Klobuchar at 9%. And Kamala Harris comes next. I believe that's number six. In seventh place, below all the people I mentioned. And then below her, you have AOC, Hillary, Stacey Abrams, all hovering around 3-4%. Stacey Abrams. So even the Democrats are on to that big mama phony fraud from Georgia, Stacey Abrams. But uh, Kamala has a 52% disapproval rating. And a 37% uh, approval rating. So she ha- she's underwater. She has as, uh, you know, as abysmal poll numbers as uh, Joe Biden, as her boss. Horrible, horrible stuff. But the fact that Sneaky Pete leads the polls, I don't know what that says. I mean, they, they don't have a bench. And that Newsom is down there at 10% behind Sneaky Pete. But back to uh, you know, Lester Holt did that interview with uh, Merrick Garland. He did not one time, never brought up the Hunter Biden probe, not once. And uh, he never brought up the Biden voicemail to Hunter that's out there that's really another smoking gun proving that Biden is lying. And, again, we're going to talk to Miranda Devine, another smoking gun. She's going to tell us about it. He never, uh, Lester Holt never brought up the FBI whistleblowers, that the FBI and the DOJ are covering up Hunter's crimes. The, the whole Biden crime family pay for play with the Chinese and others, nothing. He, Lester Holt never brought it up. What a disgrace, this, uh, this 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 Lester Holt. I'm not surprised, but it's still warrants pointing out a disgrace. A uh, Chuck Grassley, who got the who, who the FBI whistleblowers went to, he kind of summed up nicely the two tiered system of justice we have. A contrasting Trump to Hunter, uh, and and not by the way, it's not Hunter. It's Joe as well, as Sid pointed out. It's uh, it's not Hunter or Biden. It's really Joe Biden. But anyway, this was uh, a Chuck Grassley on both of those probes. Cut seven, please. It's as simple as uh, uh, opening a case against uh, Trump that was based on fuzzy liberal newspaper reports. But when it come to Hunter Biden, with plenty of concrete information, it was shut down. It's pretty simple. It's pretty simple. He summed it up nicely right there. It's a really two-tiered system of justice, an unequal application of the law, 
and that is really really dangerous when 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 people don't trust you know the law the government uh, that's bad very very bad uh for the country's future i mean no, november we have to take back both houses of uh, congress we really do and one more on this donald trump he summed it up nicely he knows what's going on uh, this was donald trump uh, a couple of days ago cut number 10 please if i renounce my beliefs if i agreed to stay silent if i stayed at home and just took it easy the persecution of donald trump would stop immediately it would stop but that's not what i will do i can't do that I have to save our country there you go he has to say yeah and he's right if he retired uh, if he said i'm out and he just started golfing all his headaches would go away the january 6th committee they wouldn't hold hearings in uh, September. It's all about stopping him from running in 24. They're really afraid of him. Uh, so anyway, uh, you have that also. Uh, the hags on the view, these, these mutts, these, these, these dirty wenches, these skanks on the view, they slandered this good guy Charlie Kirk and his uh, uh, Turning Point USA event down in Tampa. You had a few people showed up and pretended they were Nazis. They were plants. They, they were just like, remember the Glenn Youngkin uh, thing where you had these Lincoln Project dudes showed up in front of a Glenn Youngkin bus with tiki torches and pretended to be, uh, they pretended to be Nazis. And it turns yep. out they were from the Lincoln Project, this, this uh, you know, Republicans who hate Trump project, essentially. Well, that's what happened down in uh, Tampa. Uh, they were phony Nazis. They showed up. There's only about three of them. And uh, anyway, the view it didn't stop the view. Uh, uh, earlier in the week, uh, cut 14 from slandering, uh, really disgustingly, this uh, Turning Point and Charlie Kirk. Uh, cut 14, please, Lou. Out there, they are Nazis were in the front of turn out there in front of the conference uh, with anti-Semitic um, slurs and, um, you know, the Nazi swastika. Mm -hmm. You let them in and you knew what they were. Right. So you are complicit. Quick clarification about the neo-Nazis at the Turning Point event. They were outside protesters. My point was more metaphorical. That you, you embraced them at your thing. I know they were not in the building, but right. they were in the mix. Really? Yeah, right. You I mean, know, I, she, I, she knows that. I thought I read there was an apology. That's that's that well, much of an that, apology. That was that was the that was the crime, and the apology came subsequent to that crime. Oh, a cut cut number fifteen. Here it is. We want to make clear that these demonstra demonstrators were gathered outside the event and that they were not invited or endorsed by Turning Point USA. Turning Point USA wanted to clarify, uh, wanted us to clarify that this was a Turning Point USA summit and not a Republican Party event. So we apologize for anything we said that may have been unclear on these points. No good. Now, now why did they do that? Because Charlie Kirk and TP, Turning Point USA, they sent a letter, a forceful, strong letter. That if you you don't retract what you said, we're going to sue your right. ass. But it was still no good because uh, the person that should have delivered that apology should have been either Joy Behar, who started that ridiculous narrative, right. and or Whoopi Goldberg to have one of these other ladies who nobody gives a rat's ass about deliver it. So while it was an apology, if I was Charlie Kirk, I'd be like, it's got to be Joy or Whoopi because yeah. those two are really the troublemakers on that set, and they started the conversation. Yeah, they had some uh, milk toast, uh, boring white right. lady. Read it, uh, yeah. Not good uh, enough for me. If I'm Charlie Kirk, I say, no, we're still going to sue your ass. Some blonde uh, who nobody knows. Uh, so to your point, and Charlie Kirk, well, cut 16. 
This is what he says, and uh, it echoes a lot of what you just said. Cut 16, Charlie Kirk. Go ahead, Lou. When you go after 16- and 17-year-olds that travel from across the country that then have to live for the rest of their life with a shadow over them because someone at ABC says that they might be linked to neo-Nazis. But look, what did it take for us to get to the point of an apology? We had to threaten a lawsuit, but we're not going to let this go because you should not be able to smear 5,000 high school and college kids and then just be able to walk away with it. And the reason they felt they needed to do that is because if they told their audience the truth, that when gas is the most expensive it's been, flights are super expensive, that 5,000 kids decided to spend a weekend in summer traveling across the country to go hear from conservative speakers, maybe the audience, the view, would think twice about all of their ideas. That's why they felt so compelled to try to smear our wonderful summit this last week. So he says we're not going to let it go is what he says. And look for them to sue. You know what's trending is the hashtag sue the view. That's actually trending right now. And uh, sue the skanks. Sue these uh, these these mutts, these these ugly, uh, yeah. these vicious, poisonous uh, pieces of garbage as well. And isn't Donald Trump also suing CNN right now? Donald Trump? I, I, yes. That, that I don't know. Yeah, that is true. So you got two big lawsuits about to go down. Charlie Kirk with the view. And Donald Trump is going to sue CNN. Finally, Go get him. Get, him, get, get him. him back, baby. That's right. All right. Miranda Devine coming up, folks, on the Bernie and Situ. And Big Bad Bill O'Reilly. We're coming right back. Shipping can make or break a sale. So optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. We're doing it live! Hey, Bill O'Reilly here, and you are listening to Bernie and Sid. God help you. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Jake Giles, Bernie played centerfold earlier. This is Love Stinks. What is it, uh, Jake Giles' birthday today? Seven oh four, Thursday morning. Love Stinks. Miranda <laughs> Devine will be here at seven forty. Bill O'Reilly coming up at eight forty. Of course, we'll talk to uh, Lydia coming up at eight twenty-five, and we'll play Beat Bernie coming up at nine forty. Seventy-seven WABC listeners win a chance to see Joel Osteen. Yes. 
coming up at Yankee Stadium on Saturday, August the 6th. That's right. Pair of tickets right now to see Joel Osteen in a special live event at Yankee Stadium to give away. Be the seventh caller right now at 1-800-848-WABC. That's 1-800-848-9222. And a pair of tickets are yours. A pair of tickets to see Joel Osteen live at Yankee Stadium Saturday, August the 6th. We're going to the seventh caller right now on behalf of 77 WABC. Tune in tomorrow for more chances to win Joel Osteen at Yankee Stadium. Uh, tomorrow's a big day in the Bernie and Sid in the morning show because my son is going to be here. We, uh, we had dinner last night at a local Mexican restaurant, Pico. And in fact, there's a nice picture on my Instagram account, at Rosenberg.Sydney. At Rosenberg.Sydney, of me enjoying dinner with Gabriel. The show also has an Instagram account, at It's Bernie and Sid, at It's Bernie and Sid. And the radio station has one, too, at 77 WABC Radio. But Gabe is all pumped up. He has not done this show now for a couple of years. Neither has Ava. But he's getting up at uh, 3.30 in the morning tomorrow just to come to work with Daddy. And it'll be Bernie, Sid, and Gabe. How about that? <laughs> I look forward to it. I look forward to it big time. Love little Gabe. I remember him when he was just a, a little baby. Well, wee babby, as they would say in Ireland. Yeah. Uh, he was just he was just the cutest kid. I used to call him a cherub. A cherub. <laughs> yes, I remember that. Because yes. he had that angelic-looking face, and uh, he was so sweet. And now he's a, he's a young man. He's a young man. God. He is. In fact, I shave his mustache. I mean, that's the, about once every two weeks I go up to his bedroom with a little, little Gillette shaving cream and my Gillette Fusion razor, and I shave his mustache. And I'm like, Gabe, what is going on with you? But he's still that little wow. boy. He's still uh, mama's oh, boy. Yeah. Loves his mom and dad. And uh, he'll be fun tomorrow. He, uh, like I said, he, he has spent a lot of time in New York City. He did. He was born in Boca Raton, Florida, spent uh, the majority of his uh, lifetime in Boca Raton, Florida. But he's been back now for six years. He went to school in Brooklyn. That was one thing. But since going to school in Manhattan, they tried to contaminate him. They really tried hard. I mean, and for a while there, it was working. For a while there, I lost both of my kids, Ava and Gabe. But Gabe went through some things at school that opened his eyes. And plus, uh, now I've got a huge influence on him. Not uh, Danielle's not thrilled about that, but if I do, and now Gabe is more like Bernie and Sid than he is the schools that uh, tried to contaminate him with their woke curriculum. He's more of us. Hey, it's that easy to uh, you know de de what is it uh, debrief. Uh, 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 essentially a hostage, uh, which is what he was <laughs> yeah. in, in, as a student in one of those schools. So you did a great job. I mean, Thank it's you. not an easy thing to do what you did uh, because, this, uh, you know, the peer pressure is such. I mean, it's just, just tremendous. All his peers are probably all wokesters, you know, little woke-tards as well. So it it has a, a tremendous effect on him. And Daddy and Mommy are, are really secondary, tertiary in the equation. But in, in this case... You were uh, you were more than secondary, and uh, it worked, and I'm really happy to hear that. Well, this goes back to the parental lockdown in South Florida with Ron DeSantis. If it's up to the, the folks who are screaming, DeSantis says, don't say gay, which he never said in the bill, never said it once, then my son would go by what his teachers are telling him. But like Ron DeSantis has said down in Florida, it's called the Parental Act because at the end of the day, it's the parents that have the first say, not some Should dopey be, yes. teacher. Yeah. And in my household, at least with Gabriel, that has been the case because, again, they have taught him, they have tried, and uh, it didn't work. It just didn't work. So, uh, yeah, I guess, um, I guess we won this battle 
which uh, would make Ron DeSantis very, very proud. Uh, talking about battles, uh, one day last week when you were getting treatment, Frank Morano's friend, Marlena Chavo, uh, came in to do a segment. She's very, very funny, very smart, cute, the whole thing. And, uh, you know, for some reason, Bernie, because we're always talking about my body, which is fine. I'm not the rock. Calm down. I'm, I'm in good shape. I'm 55. I'm in decent shape. No big deal. But we're always talking about it, right? Most of my pictures highlight that type of thing. So for some reason, everybody who meets me, becomes friends with me, comes on the show, they want to do something physical with me, you know. And uh, that's fine with me. Not sexual, necessarily. No, 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 no. Just the guys. So she she said on the air, and there's Frankie Diaz with the thumbs up. He's one of them. She said on the air, let's do a push-up challenge. And I said, listen, Marlena, baby. Don't get, don't get silly, okay? I understand you're in good shape. You go to the gym at 4.30 every morning, blah, blah, blah. You're not beating me in push-ups. She said, well, I got something for you. She goes, how about for every one that I do, you've got to do two. Now it's a different story. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, because one thing about me is when I go to the gym and I lift weights. By the way, she's really Frank Morano's friend. We stole her for one day, and now she wants to come here every day. But I, um, when I go to the gym, Bernard, you can appreciate this, I can lift a lot of weight, and I do. But when it comes to other exercises where it's your body weight, for example, pull-ups, push-ups, sit-ups, I'm not nearly as good with that stuff as I am putting up 250 pounds on the bench, if you know what I'm saying. so uh, There's a difference, for sure. Right. No, no question. I, I, so she can beat me in that. I know you would beat me one-on-one anyway, but if I got to do two to her one, I think she wins. I'm not going to say that on the air. Oops, I guess I just did. <laughs> uh, well, 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 that's what contests are for. Uh, we'll find out. When is this uh, scheduled? Sometime for? next week. Sometime next week. Uh, right. There's nothing on the line here. It's not like we've got uh, some major bet out there. We should do something just to spice it up. Right, Burn? Well, yeah, I guess so. Uh, stakes are high, I guess. Uh, somebody has to be shirtless or something like that. <laughs> oh, well, She's a woman. That's right. But... Listen, you know, I was one of those people, uh, I, I was both, you know, I'm both actually, I'm, I'm not in any shape right now, but I did both weights and uh, push-ups and pull-ups. I could do 12 pull-ups at a pop, you know, just crank them out real quick, maybe more if I focused on it, but I, I know the difference between the two, and you're right. If you lift, you can lift a lot of weights and then get down on the floor and try to do push-ups, and it d- that doesn't translate to doing more push-ups, it really doesn't. Uh, so, uh, yeah, you are maybe at a disadvantage because uh, you look great, but uh, you can't really crank out the push-ups or the pull-ups. Uh, right. Because it's, it, that's more an aerobic type of uh, exercise, I would say. Uh, you know, the, if you can do 20 uh, or 20 pull-ups or 20, 30 push-ups, I think that, that falls under the aerobic uh, category yeah, I agree. than it does strength. I agree. Yes. Yep. Yeah, I think I so. Anyway, I don't know. There's a whole chapter in my book which comes out. Uh, I'm going to have a copy next week. And I know it says when you go buy a copy on Amazon, book comes out September the 6th. But my guy Anthony Zaccardi at Post Hill Press, Simon & Schuster, he's doing a very good job of putting the rush on despite the supply chain issue. So we may have it as early as next week. Whole chapter in the book about working out, what to eat, what exercises I do. Peter Gordio, the great actor from Gravesend, who's a dear buddy of both of ours, he used to come on every Friday. That was a great segment. And I'm not yep. sure why it's not anymore, but it is what it is. Good he, guy. Great guy. And he, um, you know, he gives me a whole bunch of advice on how to stay in great shape. And you look at Peter Gordio, Bernie, you know, it's, <laughs> that's the type of guy you want telling you what to do, yes? Absolutely. You know, somebody who walks the walk doesn't just talk the talk. 
uh, no question about it. Speaking of Carter, you remember that that event, the Tunnel to Towers event, where we climbed stairs. I do. You know, uh, like I, I like you were a rock weights. star that day. But yeah, I, I ran up those stairs uh, like three times, to, like fifty-five uh, flights, I think it was. Yes, I think I did it three times. You and did. Then, and then I think Leslie or somebody <laughs> said, "You know, it's, you're showing off now. You know, calm down, take it easy." Because uh, I was going to do more, but uh, so anyway, my cardio. You know, shown that day. You know, it's it, because I don't. I don't put the emphasis necessarily on the weights that you do. Right, right. So it's kind of a, a half and half mix, which I was very happy with, until uh, of course I was uh, yeah. stricken with yeah. uh, you know yeah. what I what I have now. Right. You know, well, you'll, you'll be you'll be back. You'll be doing the same things all over again. But you were a rock star that day. You did do it three or four times, and and uh, that was a Saturday morning. They got me and Bernie to do something at One yeah. Penn Plaza. The last thing we wanted to do, but. For Frank Siller and Tunnel to Towers, we'll do anything. In fact, I'm getting emails already from Matt Meany about running that uh, 5K again this year. I did it last year, and it was a lot of fun, and there was thousands and thousands of people. We all met at the Ikea, you may remember, and uh, ran through the Brooklyn Battery Tunnel. Yeah. I treated it like a, uh, like a charity event. Greg Kelly treated it like he was running the marathon. He's got to calm down, and he did win, uh, but I couldn't care less. But uh, they're already sending out invitations for September the 25th, and it looks like I'll probably do it again. But you were absolutely magnificent on that Saturday morning uh, at that event. And uh, you're right. You know, if, see, for you, you work out. And, and it, for you, it's more about staying in shape. For me, because I'm such a narcissist, people on the social media are going crazy right now. I told you. All I care about is looking good in my sport jackets. <laughs> exactly. Well, and that's fine as well. And there's a certain, uh, you know, it's a different in shape, a different type of in shape. But it's a valid one. It's, it's, it's you know, every bit is, uh, you know, as, every bit as sound as any other type of in shape. You see these uh, marathon runners, and they're like uh, twigs, you know. They're, they're emaciated. Skin, yeah. you know, they're, exactly. Emaciated is exactly right. Yeah. And so it's a different kind of in shape, but it's everybody picks and chooses what type of in shape they want to be. And yours is every bit as valid as anybody else's. So uh, well, thank you. Yeah, I mean, and you do look great. I mean, ah, the muscles you. are off the charts, for God's <laughs> You're sakes. the best guy. I love at, you. At your age. I love you. Thank you. Or now, for any age. Well, this jacket I'm wearing today, which I bought from Anthony at the garage in Brooklyn, like this rust jacket, looks so good today with a, a, a pressed, crisp, white button-down shirt. And that's why I go to the gym. Now, you know this uh, baseball game you mentioned earlier? You brought up the fact that Steve Scalise, one of our great senators, was shot by a Bernie Sanders supporter on the field six years ago yes. as they practiced. And uh, you know the guy that didn't shoot was Jeff Flake, who was standing right next to Scalise at second base. But I didn't know this. You know, that baseball game is tonight, and they actually air the baseball game on Fox Sports 2. Did you know yeah. that? Uh, I knew they were doing it this year. They, they, they didn't do it every year. That, this game took on uh, more importance after Scalise got shot. Nobody really covered it. Nobody cared about it until he got shot, and then they moved it from some obscure field, softball field out in the you know suburbs, to the uh, national stadium. Yeah, yeah. And so it took on more and more importance as the years passed to the point where now, yes, the, the Fox Sports is covering it on their network. Yeah, Fox you're right. Sports too. And let me let me take you back to last year. It was uh, it was a huge event, and Greg Stubbe out of the great state of Florida became the first player in 40 years to hit a home run out of the ballpark. If you forgot, here's what it sounded like. 
Democrats were trying to get caught up. Wow, this is a long Greg Stubbe with the Greg first Stubbe. pitch and the first swing. It's going to be a home run. Stubbe out of the ballpark into the left field bleachers. Stubbe with the very first offering from Pete Aguilar. Swings and sends it to left field and out. While everybody's milling with the president, they play baseball, and Stubbe <laughs> wants to bring the attention back to the field. The great Republican out of Florida, Greg Stubbe. Now, this morning, the first thing I saw when I arrived here at the studio as I was getting my cereal circa 5 a.m. was Carly Shimkus on Fox News interviewing the aforementioned Greg Stubbe, and he was dressed in his red baseball jersey and a red hat, which read Ultra MAGA. <laughs> do, you, nice. do you love Greg Stubbe now? Oh, he's, uh, I've always loved he, This guy's terrific in Congress as well. I played clips of him before. You know, you know it's, it's just like the guy Chip Roy and certain other Congress people, even Matt Gates, Lauren Boebert. He's one of those types that are very vocal and sort of theatrical, but, uh, you know, they're good at it. They get their point across. And so, yeah, I love, I've always loved this guy, and especially now, yeah, after last year hitting the home run. And I, I would imagine the red is for MAGA and also yeah. maybe for the Cincinnati Reds because uh, he's from Ohio and he may be a Cincinnati Red fan. I think the red is just Republican. That's red okay. and the Democrats wear blue, I believe, but I'm not sure. Could be, could be. <laughs> Who knows? 1-800-848-WABC. Oh, one more said. Just yes. Uh, you mentioned Carly uh, Shimkus. Yes. How good has she gotten over the years? Great. Th- this woman, Great. Yep. I mean, we, I, we remember, I remember, of course, particularly... Like her crying, she was getting Imus's coffee, and she was crying almost every single day. And who knew she would turn into this big star on Fox News? She is just she, she's such a nice girl, you know, uh, personally and professionally. She's grown into this great talent on Fox News, and we knew her when. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, when she used to read emails on the air, and Imus would make her cry. Yep, exactly right. <laughs> Good old days. One eight hundred eight four eight ninety two twenty two. Bill O'Reilly's morning message is coming up next, and then you're not going to want to miss this. Coming up at seven forty, the best newspaper writer in the country, Miranda Devine, New York Post. She's got new information on Joe Biden, which pretty much at this point removes any doubt that the big guy got paid in all these deals Hunter Biden was involved in. You're not going to want to miss this, folks. Trust me. Bill O'Reilly into Miranda Devine on this, the epic Thursday edition of Bernie and Sid. Bill O'Reilly here, and I'm warming up. Stand by for the O'Reilly Update Morning Edition. On this Thursday, I noticed far-left comedian Samantha B's late-night show was canceled this week. Low ratings. Miss B is in the Smug Club with other leftist pundits, Colbert, Trevor Noah, John Oliver, Seth Meyers, Jimmy Kimmel, on and on and on and on. All these people have talent, but I'm pretty sure most Americans have had quite enough of liberal arrogance and condescension, so others will be following Samantha B. It is very hard to portray yourself as superior when you supported Joe Biden for president. There's no question his administration will go down in history as one of the worst ever. It's hard to see anything Mr. Biden has accomplished that actually helps people. So the smug club is losing members fast. And isn't it interesting that almost all TV comedian pundits are left-wing while on the radio, they're right-wing. I haven't quite figured that out yet. What I have figured out is that snarky, arrogant political comedians 
are not funny. Where is Johnny Carson when we need him? Jay Leno, even Letterman, as smug as he could be, was better than these people. So, Samantha B., another progressive, bites the dust. Bad policy and bad humor will get you in the end. That is the Morning O'Reilly Update. More analysis later on. Bernard McGurk. Unacceptable is throwing your beer can on the subway tracks. <laughs> Sid Rosenberg. I don't believe it's a three-man race. Bernie and Sid in the morning. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Me too. I want a girl with shoes that cut and uh, eyes that burn like cigarettes. I have one. My wife, my beautiful wife. Back here on the Bernie and Sid Show, heard everywhere on that 77 WABC app. Uh, speaking of girls, the, whatever this guy from Cake, this is a great band, Cake was saying. Uh, I don't know if you heard this, Sid, uh, the January 6th committee, this uh, Cassidy Hutchison. Oh, enough of her. Uh, yeah, well, uh, well, this is good because uh, this discredits her big time. I mean, she testified that Trump tried, among other things, many other things, that uh, Donald Trump tried to grab the steering wheel, uh, you know, out of the hands of the Secret Service from the back seat, right? And and try to drive somehow. He was going to commandeer the uh, the SUV and uh, drive down to the Capitol or something like that. Some ridiculous, outlandish story. But that was it. You nailed it. He was going to go back to the Capitol, yeah. and he tried to um, basically hijack the vehicle, which I believe was uh, proven to be uh, almost impossible. Based, it wasn't the beast based on the vehicle. Right. Exactly. Right. It was ridiculous. It's so stupid. Uh, but in any case, the Secret Service, who the people in the car that were driving the car and that were with uh, the president at the time, uh, they say she was lying, and that the commit the January sixth committee will not let them testify, won't call them. Right. I mean, I, what, I mean what, more, what more do you need to know? Uh, so anyway, a, a text, these texts came out from Cassidy Hutchison yesterday, and this is from after the riot. This is a bunch of texts discrediting her, and among them are this. She wrote this. She wrote to a friend, I would rather shoot myself dead. Remember, this is after the riots. I would rather shoot myself dead into the Potomac then see Marine One flying around the city without 45 again. So she loved Donald Trump, hmm. and uh, she tried to get a job after January 6th. She tried to get a job with him down in Mar-a-Lago. He wouldn't hire her for some reason. She didn't get the job, so she was disgruntled. And the uh, January 6th lawyers, you know, they, they got a hold of her, and they convinced her somehow or other to come up with this crazy story, and it got her all this attention. And who knows, maybe a book deal or something like that. Mm. But uh, anyway, completely, totally discredited. So she, if she's discredited, so is the committee uh, that that declines to call these Secret Service people. I just thought I'd bring that up. No, that's important. And yeah. now the question becomes, you know, we talked about uh, what Miranda's going to tell us about at 740. Is that the final nail in the coffin? Uh, Russia collusion, the phone call uh, with Zelensky, the impeachment. Now this. 
Is this it? I mean, it, when this fails, and it will fail despite Merrick Garland telling folks he's going to arrest Donald Trump, he's got nothing. When this fails, I mean, that's got to be it, right? You got impeachment, you got two other hoaxes. It's got to be over, right? You certainly would uh, think so and hope so. I mean, but these, these Democrats are shameless. I mean, Adam Schiff, he has the balls after three years of lying about having evidence of Trump-Russia collusion to sit on this committee, and they allow him to do it. I mean, that's brazen. That, that, that really takes a lot of, a lot of chutzpah as the, my, my, favorite, uh, uh, my favorite, well, religion would say, uh, second to my Catholic religion. Uh, anyway, my, my Jewish friend, my Jewish brethren would say, let's put it that way. So you have this big uh, uh, tournament, pro-am tournament, we talked about it earlier, out in Bedminster, uh, New Jersey, at Trump's golf course. Uh, today, it's, it starts at 10 o'clock, they're going to tee off, and Donald Trump is going to participate. you got a bunch of others, uh, Charles Barkley, Caitlyn Jenner, Brian Urlacher, Dustin Johnson, and a bunch of other people are going to participate in it. And a lot of people are angry. They're trying to get it, you know, cancel. It's not going to get. It's going forward, folks. But the relatives of 9/11 victims, and I, I explained earlier, Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia today, they're an ally, and there's no proof that they were involved in the 9/11 attacks. None at all. Uh, they they were instrumental in forming this alliance against Iran uh, with Israel. So uh, they're allies. And Khashoggi was a friend of uh, Bin Laden's. He's a 9/11 apologist. Not an American, so relax on the Khashoggi thing. You know, governments do different things, uh, bad things. Uh, they all do it, including the United States. But uh, anyway, this guy, uh, what's his name, Colin Coward. You know this guy. Well, I, I love think- him. In fact, uh, his uh, the girl who sits next to Colin Coward uh, was on with me last week. Her name is Joy Taylor. She got her very first job ever in radio down at WQIM in Miami working for me when her brother, Jason Taylor, Hall of Fame football player for the Miami Dolphins, called and asked me to do him a favor because his sister wanted to try radio, and I got her her very first job, and she sits next to Colin Coward every day. Before that, she sat in between Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp. That's right. the show, Colin Coward and Joy Taylor, and I've said for years, including Dan Patrick, Jim Rome, all the syndicated sports talk show guys, not Russo or Francesa, Colin Coward is the best and the smartest of the bunch. Wow. That's a mouthful right there, yes. So you do know Colin Coward, obviously. Yes, and yes. I, I did, oh, he did. almost tackled me at the Super Bowl in New Orleans when Colin Kaepernick and the Niners lost right. to uh, Joe Flacco and the Ravens. He ran across, I swear to you, the convention it. center floor in New Orleans just to come meet me years ago. So uh, in the time we have remaining, let's listen to Colin Coward, what he says about this leave tournament. Uh, cut 30, uh, this is cut 36. Lou, go ahead, please. The company that owns you, you don't really know. You're not a trained journalist. I'm kind of a journalist, but I don't know what everybody does at every company I've worked at. I go to the store. I like eggs, bread, the products I buy. I don't know who's on the board. I don't know their every mood. I got six kids. I got a life. Do you have to be a Washington Post journalist for every company you use? If you create a great product, I'm in. Now, I maybe read something at some point. I mean, it's not that I don't occasionally take a stand, but you can't ask everybody to be a trained journalist. You like what you like. If you like tech. Tesla, if you like, if you like a Snickers bar, do you have to go to the board and figure out all their political, their family history? In the end, there's been a lot of pearl clutching about Live Golf, and I do think there will be some pushback. Phil Mickelson will have a few, maybe hecklers here or Greg Norman. That comes with it, but it's very predictable. When something is new and something is different and it disrupts tradition, people freak out. 
So there you have it. Uh, he, he's a bit of a windbag, but uh, he nailed it. It's no big deal. So uh, just relax, everybody. And Charles Barkley, who who is trying to work out a deal with these uh, live Saudi uh, people, the Saudi Arabian government, this live tournament, they want to hire him for, for as you point out, said about $40 million, a cut 38. This is but, what Charles – yeah, And go, by the go, way, go. That, that, that piece you just played from Colin Coward – he was talking specifically about what you just said. He was defending Charles Barkley's right to, at the very least, investigate a job with Liv. That was that rant. That was that, that yes, was all about. Yeah. Indeed, exactly right. And it was hard to decipher. But yes, thanks for pointing that out. Here is Charles Barkley on the very same thing. Cut thirty-eight, please, Lou. I don't do with this selective prosecution about being people the public. You know, everybody picks and chooses. I just think it's funny they're more worried about civil rights in Saudi Arabia, a place 99.9% of people in the United States have never been. And all of, all, all of a sudden, they're worried about civil rights in Saudi Arabia. That's, that kind of gives me a chuckle. I say, you don't worry about civil rights of people here in the United States. But all of a sudden, when guys start taking money, they're like, well, I'm worried about civil rights in Saudi Arabia. And that just makes me laugh. I said, why, hey, why don't y'all get worried about civil rights here in the United States? Let's worry about that before we worry about what's going on in Saudi Arabia. Bingo. I like that. I like that that he said that. Uh, worry about this country. Don't worry about what they do over there. The world is a dangerous, evil place, and different things happen all over the place. And, again, uh, so they are allies of ours, and uh, all the talk about them being associated with 9-11 – and all this nonsense in Khashoggi, as I pointed out earlier, uh, you're all wrong about it. So uh, get off your high horse and worry about stuff here in the United States, and that's that. I know I say that about China. Uh, you know, the NBA shouldn't do business with China. I think that's a little different story. They're enemies of ours. They're adversaries. They're looking to take over the globe, whereas we're, uh, again, aligned, allied with Saudi Arabia. Now we're going to speak to Miranda Devine coming up at... Bernard McGurk. Bernard has been a friend of mine for so long. And Sid, you too. Sid Rosenberg. Not good, great. Bernie and Sid in the morning. I love you guys. I listen to you every morning and walk around the house laughing my butt off. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. (laughs) Now these guys I love. In excess, the way this guy died, Hutchinson, right? What's his name? Hutchinson. Yeah, he was Hutchinson. He uh, hung himself in a closet during, uh, I guess, sex. He was trying to cut off his air supply. I've done that before, too, but I survived. No. You know who it Come on. was with, though? Who he was... No, I forgot who he was with. Uh, I think it was um, the Boomtown Rats. Yes, ex. yes. Very good, Lou Rufino. He, he was. And uh, that's it. Yates, that's yeah, it is. yeah, very good. Uh, we got a, a monster guest coming on the show right now. And uh, me and Bernie both believe she's the best writer in the country. Uh, I'm not just saying that because she wrote a really great blurb for the jacket cover of my book, which comes out in about two weeks. Uh, we say that because she really is great. Uh, she's been all over this Hunter Biden thing from day one. Also, the migrant flights. Her book, uh, Laptop from Hell, is a New York Times bestseller. We just love this lady. And she texted me yesterday and said, Sid, I've got a bombshell about Joe Biden. So here she is to tell our audience all about it, the great Miranda Devine. Good morning, sweetie. How are you? 
Good morning, Sid. Good morning, Bernie. Great to be with you. Nice to have you, too. So let's get to it. You texted me. This is very, 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 very big. Take it away, Miranda Devine. What do we got now on the big guy? Well, we have yet more confirmation to clinch, really, the idea that Joe Biden is the big guy in Hunter Biden's laptop, referred to as the big guy by Hunter Biden's business partners. And, of course, that is significant because the big guy in one of these emails is slated to get 10% of that very lucrative deal with the Chinese Communist Party uh, back in 2017. So uh, this is... This is confirmation that when Joe Biden said, uh, I know nothing about my son's overseas business dealings, he wasn't quite telling the truth. Yeah, no, not at all. Uh, and it seems to be, as you point out, uh, Miranda Devine, it's, it's, it's sort of uh, cr- reaching critical mass. There, there's more evidence out there, including the voicemail that uh, Joe Biden left for Hunter, that he was in the clear after a New York Times article wrote about Hunter and his China China business dealings, that seemed to be a, a bit of damning evidence as well. And not seemed to be, it was. Uh, but uh, it didn't, uh, you know, once it came out, the mainstream media ignored it, and it seems to have faded. I wonder if uh, the same, a similar fate will, 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 will happen to this bit of information that you're re- reporting on right now. What do you think? Well, look, I don't really think uh, that it matters anymore what the mainstream media does. This is um, at a different stage. This particular new message from one of Hunter Biden's business partners um, referring to Joe Biden as the big guy, um, this has come from a whistleblower provided to the Republican congressional investigators who are looking into the laptop. And, you know... um, Basically, we've got uh, McCarthy, who will probably be Speaker of the House because um, all the polls are showing that the Republicans will win a majority after the midterms. Um, He has told his committees, his members, to be really aggressive in chasing down the Biden story. Mm. So they've got two committees um, looking into it, James Comer and... um, And Jim Jordan are both looking into it. And I know that they're being very thorough with their, uh, you know, preliminary figuring out who their witnesses are going to be, laying out all the evidence. They've got whistleblowers now coming out of the woodwork. This particular whistleblower has given them this message that was um, basically, you could see there was panic going on with Hunter Biden's former business partners the day that the New York Post story came out. Uh, back in October of 2020, just three weeks before the election. And, of course, we had the first story then from the laptop, which you know, the story was censored by big tech. Uh, and and this, the story we had was an email showing that Joe Biden had met with one of Hunter Biden's uh, Ukrainian benefactors in Washington, D.C., when he was vice president, um, which, again, flies in the face of his denials. Um, but... You know, you can see that the day that our story came out, there are all these phone calls and messages going backwards and forwards between Hunter's business partners, and they're panicking. And one of them is saying to um, to the other one, look, uh, what happens if Hunter or Joe or Joe's campaign try to basically throw us under the bus and make us collateral damage? And then James Gillia, who is this sort of, one of Hunter's business partners and a very instrumental person in uh, that 
that Chinese deal. Um, he's a former British special services or special forces officer, ties to the UK intelligence services, uh, kind of a covert guy. And he's very cool in this message. And he just says, look, you know, I don't think that'll work. And he goes through some scenarios where Joe Biden um, you know, if he if he wins, then he just leaves sleeping dogs lie. And then he says, if they lose, honestly, I don't think that the big guy really cares about mm. that because he'll be too busy focusing on all the other stuff he's doing. So the big guy, um, the big guy is part of the grand jury investigation into Hunter that's going on in Delaware, into Hunter's business dealings. Uh, we've had there there's been at least one witness has been asked who is the big guy um so you know if as all the evidence seems to point to the big guy is joe biden who was supposed to get 10 percent of one chinese deal then that is really significant that means that all roads point from hunter biden to joe biden and of course joe biden was the product that Hunter and his uncle Jim were selling to oligarchs and Chinese communists around the world. Uh, and, and Joe Biden, there is evidence on the laptop uh, that he was actually profiting from the millions of dollars that his son and brother were raking in from these shady characters. By the way, our dear friend and your colleague, Rich Lowry, said to me and Bernie last week, Miranda, Miranda Devine should win a Pulitzer for the work she's done. I swear to God, on this story, he wasn't kidding. He wasn't trying to be nice. And me and Bernie agree because you have really uncovered a whole bunch and you continue to do it. But what's funny here is that this isn't about Hunter. You know that. It's about getting to Joe. I mean, Hunter has no value to these people and to the media. It's about getting to Joe. But I have to tell you, Miranda Devine is not public enemy number one for Joe Biden with this story. Public enemy number one for Joe Biden happens to be Joe Biden. He's not going to run again. He's not going to win. He's got the lowest approval ratings ever, and it goes way above your stories about Hunter Biden. Public enemy number one for Joe is Joe. Oh, look, that's true. And, and it was obvious to, to most sensible people before the election that he just didn't have it. Uh, I remember being down in um, New Hampshire and, uh, and uh you know, in January of 2020, during the the, the primaries, and um, and he was just completely out of it, even then. And now he's even worse. And it's just sad, really. I don't understand why his family, particularly his wife, allowed him to run when he just obviously is. I mean, he'll be 80 in November, and he's not a young 80, is he? Um, and no. and look, he's always been. He's always been kind of a, a doofus. He's always been uh, corrupt, um, you know, a complete mythmaker and teller of tall tales, to put it nicely. He's, he's had an uneasy, uneasy relationship with the truth, let's say. Um, he was always going to be a liability for the Democrats. So I guess, you know, he was the most palatable to the voters of all the extremists that they had. Uh, but I think voters were fooled into thinking that Joe Biden would be a moderate, that he was a nice guy, that he was honest Joe. Um, none of that was ever true. And they were tricked, basically. And now they see, I think, there's a lot of Biden voters with a lot of Biden voter remorse. Oh, no question. Listen, Miranda Devine on the Bernie and Sid show with the, uh, and it is a big scoop. Uh, one of Hunter's business partners on the day that the, the laptop from hell, uh, the story came out, he referred, he uh, text messages back and forth, 
uh, Joe Biden as the big guy. There's no question. Joe Biden is a bad guy. He is he's corrupt. He's a pervert. He's uh, he's really a race baiting, a, a lie, bull faced liar. And there's no question that he he profited from the hunter and these Chinese business dealings, as you lay out. And everybody, we know that to be, we know that for for sure. It's the problem is convincing other people. And my question before, you know, like with the voicemail, that it may just fade into the background. So you're saying that the grand jury, uh, that they will take this information, and and it's one more bit of information for them to indict. And if if they don't do it, that after the Republicans take back the House with their various committees, they will investigate and will expose Joe Biden to be the compromised, ball-faced liar that he is? Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. And they're determined to do it. Um, and, you know, soon-to-be Speaker McCarthy is telling his troops, be aggressive. Do not make the mistakes uh, that you know they did last time. They had they had a congressional majority when you know Benghazi sort of fizzled out. Uh, I don't think there's any appetite with their base for another um, fizzle out. Uh, they really need to bring people to account. And you know you say that that not enough people know about Joe Biden. I mean you look at his popularity levels they are just crashing he's down to you know only a hardcore sort of 30 percent really that's true that's Um, true and and i think a lot of that is because people realize that there is something fishy about the way that he conducted business and his family conducted business when he was vice president and that has compromised america's national security particularly when it comes to uh, the biden family's biggest benefactors and that would be china ukraine and russia oh, God. you just cannot have a president who no. um you know even has the appearance of being compromised and when yeah. so much money flowed into his family's coffers uh it's just and he lies about it um what are you meant to make about it our adversaries are just laughing at it with the ultimate in hypocrisy and irony that uh, here Donald Trump has been, uh, from the other side at least, alleged to do all of this stuff, and the Bidens actually did it. It's really unbelievable. I want to move over to uh, the mayor. You wrote a great column last week, the migrant flights. We know Aston Reno talked about Westchester, but you've added to that, Miranda. Again, you, you mentioned Stewart Airport and other places they're flying in, and you said, Eric Adams, you got to wake up. I don't want to pit you against your colleague and dear friend Michael Goodwin, who's a great guy and a terrific writer too. But even yesterday, Michael Goodwin described Eric Adams as a good egg. He's a guy that's made racist comments about white journalists. He's allowing the city to basically burn as he dances at night. What am I missing here? What, uh, I, I mean, I think Eric Adams is vying, is right now step in step with Bill de Blasio for the worst mayor ever. What am I missing here? <laughs> well, look, obviously, if you talk about deeds, not words. The city is not getting any better, is it? And uh, he he had a lot of promises. I mean, the thing about he was the best um, candidate going and everyone who voted for him did so because they thought, oh, here's an ex-cop. He's talking tough on law and order. He was the only one of the Democrat, um, you know, stage that actually was talking about that. And we hoped that he would do something about it. But as you say, I mean, he's not clubbing at zero bond all the time. Um, I, you know, I wish that um, instead of acting all surprised suddenly um, that uh, New York's, 
you know, social safety net is being overwhelmed by illegal migrants. Um, if he had just read the New York Post, I mean, it was not hard to see front page stories for the last nine months about these migrant flights bringing in uh, now practically every night just, you know, another 200 illegal migrants here, there. They bus them to the Tri-State area. They bus them to the Bronx and Yonkers to stay in affordable housing that's supposed to be for, you know, homeless New Yorkers, New Yorkers who, who can't afford to pay the rent. Uh, and so these people just come straight illegally. The first thing they do is break the law. They come across the border and then we very kindly uh, pay for their airfares and their accommodation in New York. And, uh, and so... The mayor has just turned a blind eye. Same with the governor. They know what's going on, particularly the governor. I mean, that's a Port Authority airport uh, in the Hudson Valley, Stewart International. Um, she knows full well that they're sending the overflow flights, uh, these secret Bi Biden migrant flights that come in at midnight. Um, and uh, she knows what's going on. And Eric Adams knows what's going on. For him now to pretend he doesn't know. And then even worse, to lie about it, to say, oh, it's the fault of... You know, Texas and Arizona, they're right. sending busloads of illegal migrants to New York. No, they're not. They're not doing it at all. They're sending, they're sending a few, a token few, to, uh, to, to Washington, D.C. to try and make a point. But they're not sending them to New York. The person who's sending them to New York is Joe Biden. And, of course, right. Eric Adams is loyal to his Democratic boss. He thinks that Joe Biden's the bee's knees. He sucks up to him every time he sees him. Um, you know, I think that Eric Adams would win a few plaudits from New Yorkers if he actually stood up to the president and said, stop sending illegal migrants to New York. We can't afford it. Absolutely, he would, uh, but he won't because he's a coward. Uh, Miranda Devine, quickly, in the minute we have left. By the way, as an aside, uh, Joe Biden is going to speak to President Xi of China today. The compromise of president, our president, is going to speak to China's president. Either way, I follow you on Twitter, Miranda, and I know you. Uh, I know your position on this Ukraine was sending fifty-four billion dollars. It you know it, it seems to me it's just a uh, you know a big drain on our resources at a time when we can't afford it. But I think yesterday uh, the Zelensky jumped the shark with this Vogue. Uh, with this whole Vogue cover story. In the minute we have left, can you, you opine on that quickly? Look, I think it is just the worst public relations uh, uh, disaster that I have seen, you know, in recent memory. How could they be so tone deaf, so callous as to be dressing up in fancy clothes with fancy, um, you know, photographer for Vogue magazine, um, posing in front of bombed-out Russian aircraft. I mean, it is really obscene. There are people dying. Uh, what, it, what it makes it look like is Zelensky is just, um, you know, a poster boy for the military-industrial complex. Um, I, uh, the best thing for everybody in the world is for this war to end. Right. And I right. don't see anybody making a good good faith effort no. to actually try and bring peace. I actually compared Zelensky to Adams earlier. In both cases, people are dying, the cities are burning down, yes. and all they care about is uh, dressing nicely, going to parties, and being on magazines. So uh, they're, they're the same guy. It is disgusting. But uh, you are fantastic. You're great. I'm out of adjectives, Miranda. Uh, you're the writer. Give me an adjective. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> You're the best in the business. Thank the you. Thank you for uh, hopping on today with this bombshell and keep coming back. We love you, Miranda. Thank you. Thanks so much, guys. All right. Miranda Devine right there, New York Post. Read that column today. She just talked about it, but read it for yourself. It is no joke. The big guy is, in fact, Joe Biden. Talking about the big guy, Bill O'Reilly. He'll be here at 840, hour three of Bernie and Sid about to come your way. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Bernie and Sid in the morning on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Here on the Bernie and Sid Show, heard everywhere on that 77 WABC app, ladies and gentlemen. Also, simulcast out on Eastern Long Island, News Talk 107.1 FM. And a lot going on, ladies and gentlemen. We covered a lot in the first two hours, a couple of hours uh, of the Bernie and Sid Show left. Big bad Bill O'Reilly coming up this hour. Uh, you, you, don't, you don't want to miss Bill O'Reilly. He's always uh, out of the box. He's always compelling. So he's coming up this hour. Keep it where it is. Uh, again, we, we talked about the golf outing, uh, the Pro-Am tournament kicking off today. Donald Trump, uh, Charles Barkley, and a bunch of others teeing off at 10 o'clock out in Bedminster. A lot of people angry that uh, Trump's hosting that event. But as we talked about earlier, uh, it's, 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 it's much ado about nothing. I mean, the Saudis are our allies, and that's that. And Khashoggi, he wasn't an American. And plus, he was a friend of bin Laden's and a 9-11 apologist, this guy Khashoggi, who the Saudis uh, murdered or had murdered. Uh, so anyway, uh, that's that. That league is going to take off. You have, uh, you have Charles Barkley's going to join the league. He's going to get an offer today. And no doubt, as Sid pointed out earlier, he, no red-blooded American will refuse an offer like the one Charles Barkley's going to get. And Bubba Watson joined that uh, leave, live, excuse me, Saudi uh, operation for forty million dollars, Bubba Watson, and uh, said you were telling us what the live stands for. Yes, that's uh, Roman yeah. numeral number fifty-four. L is fifty, IV is four, so that is Roman numeral number fifty-four. And uh, the significance for that, Bernard, is that they play three eighteen holes of golf. Eighteen times three equals fifty-four. Very interesting. I didn't know that until you explained that this morning. See, you learn stuff here on the Bernie and Sid Show, folks. <laughs> yes. You really do. Hey, listen, they're going to come out with uh, these these new numbers, the second quarter, gross uh, domestic product, GDP numbers. If, it, if we shrunk again for the second quarter, as we did in the first, we will officially be in a recession, though the liars in the Biden administration are trying to change the definition of what a recession is. Just like they try to change the definition of uh, 
what a woman is and all kinds of, of fake lies out there about men getting pregnant. Anyway, they'll, they'll try to spin it, but it looks like it's going to happen, that we will have contracted in the second quarter, and that we are officially in a recession. Do you want some sound to back that up with uh, when Peter Ducey went after Bernard Kareen? This is such an unfair fight. Yeah, yeah, I had this the last couple of days, but uh, go ahead, but go ahead and play it. Uh, yeah, just, just to yeah, add to Bernie's you know, point, you know, for laugh. <laughs> Sid two, uh, Louis. Sid two. This is uh, Peter Ducey asking Jean Pierre about her definition of a recession. We're not redefining recession. If we all understand a recession to be two consecutive quarters of negative GDP growth in a row, and then you have White House officials come up here to say, no, 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 that's not what a recession is. It's something else. How is that not redefining recession? Because that's not the definition. That is not the definition. Brian Deese said in 2008, of course, economists have a technical definition, which is of a recession, which is two consecutive quarters of negative growth. I can tell and, and you this. He said mm-hmm. two, consec- two negative quarters of GDP growth is not the technical definition of a recession. It is what not. Changed? It is not. Why did he say that it, it was? It is not. I can, I, can speak to, I can speak to you to what he said yesterday in front of all of you, which is the last thing that you just repeated. There are many factors. There are many factors, economic oh. factors and indicators to consider. Uh, and I will say that uh, the textbook definition oh, of recession God. is oh not God. is not two negative quarters of GDP. Then what is it? Think that? It's uh, sure, sure it is. It, it, everybody knows it is. Uh, so uh, it's, it's going to come out today. Uh, she's just lying. She's the mouthpiece for the liars. She lies for the liars. How about that? I mean, at least Jen Psaki, she was nasty and she was all this and you couldn't stand her because, well, listen, she lied. She's on the other side. But she, you know, she answered questions. This lady is, she's completely lost every totally, question. Totally, totally. Totally incompetent. She doesn't know what's going on. She's a lightweight. She, uh, her, her eyes are down looking at the folder uh, mo- mo- more times than they're up looking at the reporter answering the question because she's reading straight from the book. She doesn't, she, she doesn't have the answers. She has to read them from a book. She doesn't know what's going on. Again, a total lightweight incompetent pick because of, uh, you know, certain uh, the, the way she looks. Uh, the, you know, she has a wife, that type of thing. A lesbian, black lady. Let's put it, let's put it on the table. Uh, just like Kamala, just like the judge on the Supreme Court. That's why she was hired for the job, sadly. Uh, and not that they aren't black, lesbian, uh, qualified people, but this one is not that. Not. They, they don't She's care about that. the black lesbian that's uh, rotting in a jail in, in uh, Russia. They they do now for the last 30 days. But yeah. not that I'm a Brittany Griner fan. Trust me, I'm not. But, you know, for months and months and months, that black lesbian lady just uh, rotted in a jail in Russia, and Joe Biden couldn't care less. Yeah, now that there's some attention put on it, he's all over. You know, he's uh, personally involved. Yeah, okay, shut up. And so you have that, and also uh, you also have Joe Manchin caved. Joe Manchin, uh, he caved to a bill, the Build Back Better uh, uh, bill, uh, a mini Build Back Better bill, essentially. Still, it's a trillion dollars. And, uh, you know, in this time of inflation, we can't, we can't spend a trillion dollars. We can't. And it's all going to climate change, BS, garbage, nonsense. And so he caved, and they gonna, hopefully uh, Kirsten Sinema will say, I'm not going to vote for this bill. Because uh, we can't afford it. We just can't afford it. Big disappointment out of the goober from West Virginia. And Joe Biden came out yesterday also. He doesn't have COVID anymore. And uh, the big mouth punk, he took shots at Donald Trump over this. This is cut number four, Lou. Uh, Biden yesterday 
just the, the just the lowest, just a, a real real piece of scum. This uh, Joe Biden cut for please. When my predecessor got COVID, he had to get helicoptered to Walter Reed Medical Center. He was severely ill. Thankfully, he recovered. When I got COVID, I worked from upstairs of the White House. The difference is vaccinations, of course. I mean, do we take who compares you know your COVID to my COVID? And, and by the way, vaccinations are the difference. Joe Biden, who got the vaccinations, dumbass? Exactly. That was right. Trump. So if, if you want to make that, it's a ridiculous point. Trump was the toughest president, the hardest working president maybe we've ever had. This guy is is a joke. I mean, Bill O'Reilly details on his website what he does every day. It's like twelve o'clock breakfast. Watch uh, you know, watch uh, you know, some TV show and go to bed. But if you're going to give the credit to the vaccinations, that's Donald Trump. Trump was the Energizer Bunny. He ran, ran circles around this guy. I mean, for, so for him to take this, some sort of tough guy stance like that. I mean, just shut your mouth. And and he's trying to pronounce the, the drug he took, Paxlovid. Uh, cut number three. He's trying to pronounce it. Listen to this. Uh, cut three, Joe Biden on the, the drug he took. Go ahead. Three. Millions of Americans have used Paxlovid. Paxlovid, excuse me. Paxlovid. <laughs> I tell you what. I, I think it's I used it. <laughs> I think I use it. What an embarrassment. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. That's good, Lou. Hey, listen, Lou, when you talk to me, are you on the air? I I wasn't just then. I just leaned over to the ISA. For future reference, would you please go on the air? Because it's dead air, so when you're speaking, it's still dead air. But So we'd rather hear you uh, saying to me what number it is, asking me a question. Then dead air, would you please? Yes, I'll make sure my you're the man. voice is ready. Because you are the man, Lou Rafino. And then me, also, me, me. Uh, this CDC lady, Rochelle Walensky, talking about the the, the monkeypox yesterday. Cut number nineteen. To, listen to this. Cut number nineteen, Rochelle Walensky on monkeypox. Go. We do have seen now two cases that have occurred in children. Both of those children um, are traced back to uh, individuals who come from the men who have sex with men community, the gay men uh, men community. (laughs) The men who have sex with men community. Ay, 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 these people. She's another liar. She got everything wrong. She's still there, just as Dr. Fauci is. The rest of these morons who ruined this country over the last couple of years. Also, uh, you made a great analogy, Eric Adams and uh, and uh, this Zelensky guy. They're the same person. That that was really good. Anyway, yesterday, Eric Adams finally called out the state legislature. Uh, you know, in particular, instead of in 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 a general sense, cut twenty seven. Eric Adams on the no cash bail law. Go ahead. I had a long conversation with uh, the Speaker of the Assembly, and we uh, agreed to look over some of the data that the New York City Police Department is going to present on how we're having too many repeated offenders on bail eligible, non-bail eligible crime. And uh, it was a great, great conversation, and we're going to continue to be uh, vociferous on this topic because New well, Yorkers, I believe, deserve better. Uh, vociferous? Is that what he said? Uh, listen, uh, that was uh, Eric Adams finally calling out by name. Way too friendly a tone there. You got he's your enemy Eric Adams. He's got get, getting people killed. He's getting your people in New York City killed. He's preventing you from lowering the crime rate. He is the enemy of the people and he's your enemy. Stop with this uh, the, the friendly conversation with uh, he's very vociferous. I mean that that doesn't work anymore. 
ask Bill Bratton, who was on Cats at Night last night at 5 o'clock on 77 WABC. Bill Bratton on Cats over uh, regarding Eric Adams. Go ahead. The mayor is trying, talks a lot, but uh, doesn't seem to be having any effect on the people who really are going to uh, have to make the changes, and that's uh, Albany legislators, uh, governor, and the city council. They have created this mess. They seem to have turned a blind eye toward, toward it. The irony of it is the people most affected by it is their constituency. So many of these laws would change to try and protect the minority population in the city, in the state, black and brown. But if you look at the the principal victims of the crime in this city, in this state, and who's committing it, it's black and brown. So in terms of, uh, I just scratch my head, what are they thinking? What the hell were they thinking? And uh, it's going to take more than just words from the mayor. He's going to have to start uh, acting more forcefully. Bingo, Bill Bratton. You're absolutely right. And, uh, and he, he, again, he's your enemy. The Stuart Cousins, they're your enemy up there. Stop with the friendly tone. Bill Bratton also was funny with those slobs who were on the subway, turning it into a strip club. He, he was actually inadvertently amusing. Cut 24 on the strip club on the J train. Uh, please, Louis, Bill Bratton, go. The situation is getting out of control. The, that stupid situation that happened on the J train, those cast of clowns basically in their, uh, their bathing suits and the, 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 the women in the jerking and the twerking, we are defining norms of behavior now because we are not punishing aberrant norms of behavior. Every one of those clowns should have been arrested uh, if, if uh, they're capable of doing it. And there's enough videos going around that they can be identified, but guaranteed the GAs won't do anything about that type of behavior. And he was talking about jerking and twerking on the J train, channeling a Walt Clyde Frazier. Uh, it was a very, very funny uh, jerking and twerking was, uh, yeah, jerking and twerking on the J train. Either way, we got to go. Lou, I'm kind of confused. 1740. Count me down here, would you please? Well, how, Wait, we, how we gotta much time? Go, we got to go now. It's 17. See you later. Okay, yes, okay, okay, ladies and gentlemen. The Blue Dobbs Report coming right up. This is Lydia Reports on 77 WABC. Here's Lydia Serrani. Do you guys remember that viral video of the Sesame Street characters walking in a parade and then they snubbed those two little black girls? Do you remember yes, that video? I remember okay. it clearly. Very, very sad looking video, as a matter of fact. It's really sad. So that Sesame Street character claims that because of how the costume is, the person, we don't know if it's a he or she in the costume, wasn't able to look down and see the little girls because they were too short. And when the character was waving no, 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 he was uh, talking to somebody on the, you know, farther away, asking them for asking to, like, hold a child. So whatever. So this became a whole big controversy. Sesame Street apologized numerous times, saying they weren't being racist. Because you see in the video, they snubbed the little black girls, but then they're interacting with white children. Well, now... The family of one of those little girls is suing Sesame Street. They launched their big, giant lawsuit yesterday in Philadelphia for $25 million. (laughs) They got got this this racial parasite, Ben Crump. Uh, You know, the guy, he's the modern-day Al Sharpton. You know this guy? Oh, I know. He is like a, oh, my God. And then one of their other lawyers' name is B. Ivory. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, I swear to God. They, $25 million. They're, try, they're trying to make it a class action lawsuit, but take a listen to what the father said of one of the girls uh, during a press conference yesterday. So I'm hurt, devastated, me and my wife. 
you know. Um, just looking at her face, that is, it makes me want to cry every time I see it. Now listen to it. It was really you. Know, you look at it. The girls. I mean, it was sad. It kind of said the girls were disappointed. He walked right past them. If that were your kids, you'd be like, "Damn, why did why did you know yes, white or black?" Yes. You'd be like, "Why did he do that?" Or why did she do that? Right. Sesame Place should say uh, that the, the individual in in the suit was a black person and, uh, and refused <laughs> to identify him. And that's what they should do. But I I jest right there. But uh, I don't know if that guy, if the person in the suit intentionally ignored those girls that's not a good thing i don't know if it's worth, it's worth 25 million dollars but uh it's still uh and, and by the way sesame place the worst place on earth i don't know if you ever took your kids there lydia but if 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 anybody tries to exhort you to go down there refuse it is just it's horrific it's terrible i i took my kids there years ago they enjoyed the hell out of it but uh, as, as a parent as an adult it was dreadful i just have to tell you that yeah, I've heard. I've heard it's a little chaotic and crazy. I mean, $25 million, though, $25 million. And then they said, well, listen, we don't want to go to trial. We don't want to go to court. So clearly they'll settle outside of court. But in this, yeah. I mean, everybody needs to kind of calm down because it doesn't make any sense that the character, because I saw the video, we've all seen it, and how, like, why would you ignore those two beautiful little girls? But the character claims that the way the the, the costume is inside, that you're not able to kind of look down. You can only kind of look straight ahead. So she yeah. literally, he or she literally didn't see the kids because they weren't in that that sight of vision. So I was like, okay, because I, I saw the video and I was like, this is disgusting. Why would you do that? But then I, I was like, from their explanation, I'm like, well, that kind of makes sense. I mean, I guess you'd have to put the costume on to know. Yeah, you would have to. Uh, uh, I don't, it, it, it makes sense. It just doesn't look good. Uh, you know, they should change it. Uh, if that's the case, you would think that the Cookie Monster or Rosita, as the character is named, would be tripping all over the place because if you can't see down like that, I mean, you're going to walk into things. You're going to walk into kids. And, uh, but that apparently is not the case. So I don't know. I don't really know what to think. I don't know who's wrong and who's right and who to believe. But, uh, it, uh, you know, just a cursory uh, look at the video. It looks sad. You feel bad for those little girls. But uh, I agree with you a thousand percent. We're too, way too litigious society. Uh, uh, $25 million? Get the hell out of here. Ben Crump. I mean, he should be disbarred. This guy is just the worst, exacerbating race relations, exacerbating race tension, I should say. He, he's, he's one of the, again, a modern-day Al Sharpton on the scene, you know, to line his pockets. He's got these million-dollar, he's got these thousand-dollar suits, and he's made millions off of uh, racial, you know, hardships around the country over the past few years. And that guy, he's just—he's he, the w w biggest disgrace out of this whole thing. Well, speaking of disgrace, I—I I know you guys talked about it earlier, but the whole videos that have also gone viral with the cop getting beat up, and then the other—you, uh, Frank Diaz actually found this video where there is a two cops trying to arrest a, a guy in the Bronx and then you had a crowd gather around and they stopped the cops from arresting the guy. One guy even bit the cop on the arm to stop it. 
And they're trying to arrest this guy by like grabbing his arms because it's the diaphragm law, right? So they're not allowed to put any kind of pressure on the person's suspect's chest or back or anything. So they're trying to grab him by his arms and he's just kind of wiggling away from them. It's so bad. It's so embarrassing when you see this video. He actually does. Uh, then, just so the folks know, the perp actually runs away. He got away. He got away. And he got away and yeah. everybody cheers. Curtis but one Sliva guy even was the guy in. that got that audio. I think Curtis Sleva got that video first. And Frankie Diaz. Yes, oh, both of those guys. Oh, oh, yeah. oh the, both yeah. of them. But yeah, yeah so we put it on wabc nobody's had it yet so i was looking at like comments on like social media because i posted the video on my social and some people were actually cheering the kid that beat up the cop they were like well, what did the cop do to him to make the kid so upset and what what did the cop what did that guy do at the train that he needed to be arrested it didn't look like he was too dangerous and i mean we had bratton on yesterday the former police commissioner and he said you know really? we should do all those people in that video that helped that guy get away should be charged with aiding and abetting there that there's the video right there curtis found it frank diaz where are the cops arresting those people for aiding and abetting so maybe we'll teach well, everybody a lesson to not interfere with an arrest listen i saw that video as well and uh, let me just my observation was this uh, those two cops were woefully out of shape a uh, they were like small they look like they look like girls they look like women they look like uh, the, the dweebs out of the Big Bang Theory, a couple of dweebs from that show, The Big Bang Theory. They look like that, and, and that's because we have a recruitment problem. I, I mean, normally you, we, you would have these real toxic, masculine young, young men wanting to join the police force. They're not doing it now. We, we, why do you got to be mas- Why do you why do you got to associate masculinity with toxicity? That's some liberal speak right there. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> we need to up the pay for the police. We need to give them more vacation time. We need to end this uh, this ban on qualified immunity for the police. We we need to attract better uh, a better caliber. I don't mean to disparage these, these two people here, these two police officers who did a noble thing, joined the police force. But they 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 should have they should have subdued this guy yesterday, and they couldn't because he was physically uh, stronger than they were. And yes, they were also restricted by the diaphragm law as well. But uh, it looks like they they just couldn't handle the guy, and he ran away. Uh, you know, the crowd helped him as well. But they if they you would have had two normal police officers, you know, again, in good shape, they would have. I think they would have subdued this guy. And it's a problem that we have. We're lowering standards. We're lowering the physical standards, and and, and by the way, uh, other standards as well. In other words, the sta- you don't have to have a high school diploma anymore to get on the force. We can't keep lowering the standards, or else this is going to happen more and more and more and more. It's just. Uh, it's just disgraceful is what it is. But imagine trying to, I know those two guys, they look like they definitely need more training, but it looks like too that they were afraid to kind of touch him because they've been told don't touch him anywhere near the chest. So they're just kind of trying to grab the person by the arms versus tackling him, putting him in a bear hug, throwing him on the ground, putting a knee to his back and handcuffing yeah. him behind his back. You can't handcuff somebody from the front. So it was just embarrassing all the way around. And this is a stupid question. I don't know. I've never been a cop what about their tasers why didn't they tase the guy it looks like the, the cops look like they're afraid that's what it yeah, looks like exactly. to me the look yes. on their faces they're afraid they were afraid they were going to get jumped by the crowd of people they didn't even bother running after the guy who seemed right. drunk and high himself it, it's and that guy's still by the way on the loose he's still give, on the loose all those be i mean it's embarrassing it's give so the embarrassing. cops the, the the batons back let them crack them across the skull as uh, curtis would say give them a wooden shampoo these perps 
Uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of things have to change out there. Yeah, and, but then uh, they could get sued. I know. That's what I'm saying. We have to ch- end this uh, ban on qualified immunity. They need qualified immunity. They need to not to be able to be sued, and they need to be able to uh, crack these people across the temple with a metal or a wooden a baton or something like that. I mean, enough, enough, enough with this uh, social justice crap and, uh, you know, coddling the criminals, being soft on them, and that goes for in the courts and on the streets, too, with the police. You know, take take this guy down. Do, do what you have to do. I know they can't by law, but they should be able to. Well, this is what we have here in New York City, and I know Mayor Adams said he had a very productive meeting with Carl Hasty. By the way, there's like a new report right. that came out. I know he, I have to did. end the report, right? He did. And then Hasty, he right? He said they had a very productive, and they're going to look at. And then Hasty comes back and was like, completely, almost contradicts what Adams says, and he's like. <laughs> Well, you know, the tools are there in family court. So it's just stop trying to be, like, nice with these people, Mayor Adams. Stop talking out of both sides of your mouth. These people are not your friends. They're making fun of you. They're laughing at you. They're they're calling you probably an Uncle Tom behind your back. Like, stop. You cannot make friends. You cannot be nice with these lowlifes that want to bring our city down. This is what we, we, we just – we played the Eric Adams clips. And, by the way, the Bill Bratton clips from Cats at Night – just about 15 minutes ago, and said the same exact thing. Eric Adams asked for a special session of the state legislature, and Carl Heasty said, no, we're not going to do it. But Eric Adams said we had a friendly, friendly, productive discussion. It was very vociferous, but it wasn't. He he was totally disrespected, as you say, and he's got to get meaner and tougher, as Bill Bratton said, as I've been saying. You got to call them out. I mean, with passion, with anger. They're not your friends. Exactly right, Lydia. And then we're out of time. We we got Bill O'Reilly on the on deck circle. So uh, we'll see you tonight at five o'clock. Cats at night, right? Five o'clock. John Katzmatidis. Cats at night, where we stand for truth, justice, and the American and the American way. way. That's right. Lydia Serrano and the Bernie and Sid show. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Back here on the Bernie and Sid Show. That's Joan Jett, Long Beach native, Long Island native Joan Jett. She's great. A special concert, a free concert at Eisenhower Park this Saturday night, uh, courtesy of Bruce Blakeman in Nassau County. She's great, uh, and he's great. Our next guest, Bill O'Reilly, the purveyor of BillOReilly.com. He's on WABC Radio 725 every morning at noon, every day, at 9 every night. Bill O'Reilly. Uh, he's uh, a celebrated author, best-selling author. He's got a new book out, by the way, which I'm intrigued intrigued by. Hey, Bill, uh, tell us about your new book. Good morning, by the way. Well, I'll be out uh, September uh, 27th, Killing the Legends, The Lethal Danger of Celebrity. And uh, it features Elvis, Muhammad Ali, John Lennon, and they wow. all had a dark part of their personality in common that nobody knows about, and it's popular history. First time I've done this, but all three of those men influenced our culture, the way we live today. People don't really understand that, but they were incredibly powerful. 
uh, in changing our society. But hmm. their personal lives, um, it was it was grim. Uh, it, so does, we get into a lot. it does sound fascinating, and it doesn't matter what you write about; it's always great. But Thank what you. does that have to do with the fact that the Mets just took two from the Yankees? But what else is important? Yeah. What else? What about that? Well, <laughs> number one, I'm, I'm glad you ran the Joe and Jet uh, commercial because I'll be out there in my food truck selling <laughs> cabbage at Eisenhower Park. I, I was raised across the street from Eisenhower Park on Page Lane in Levittown. Wow. Oh, really? I used to, yeah, I used to hop the fence and, and play uh, the white course. Uh, golf when I was terrible until the Rangers tracked me down and then booted <laughs> me. Um, but so I know the area very well. Um, I wrote a column and I hope you guys will read if you haven't already. I read it already talking about the Mets, the way you, yes. the way you compared them to Biden. That was a 62 Mets. That was great. Thank you. So I, I compare the Mets at 62, and I was there in 62. I, I was at the Polo Grounds watching them um, to the Biden cabinet. And, and, and Casey Stangle, the manager of the Mets, his famous line was, can't anybody here play this game? He said that. And the answer was, no. <laughs> Felix Mantia cannot play the game. All right? And you have the same thing with the Biden cabinet. And I go down the list of the people in the secretary positions and, and show you that they don't do anything and they're really incapable of doing anything. Does anybody in this country have confidence that Alejandro Mayorkas is going to stop <laughs> the millions of people coming across that southern border? Uh, not Anyone? the slightest. Nope. I, I'd put Roseanne in charge. <laughs> that, that's my yeah. Secretary of Homeland Security. She would do a better job. No doubt. She just yell at them, and they say, I'm, you know, this isn't worth it. <laughs> right. No, these people are a joke. They're, uh, they're frauds. I mean, uh, uh, listen, we we talked to Miranda Devine earlier this morning, Bill O'Reilly, and she seems to th think that the cards that the house is going to implode on Joe Biden because of uh, the scandals, the Hunter Biden scandals. The latest is that uh, one of his business associates referred to him as the big guy. One of the whistleblowers told Chuck Grassley that, and she seems to think his, his demise is imminent. Uh, do you know anything about that? Do you, do you feel the same know, way? Are you kidding? I know everything about it, McGurk. Yeah, well, that's it's why I'm asking you. I know, talking to here. I know that. That's why Am I'm setting you up. Am I going to come on and say, no, I don't know anything about I, 100 I'm, I'm trying to set you up, Bill O'Reilly. Oh, oh. Here's the interesting part of the story. There's no question that Joe Biden helped Hunter Biden make millions of dollars from foreign governments. Okay, that's not in question. He no. did it. All right. So is he going to be held accountable, Joe Biden? I mean, Hunter Biden, he's, you know, his life is a mess, whatever. I don't I'm not rooting for him to go to the penitentiary. I'm, I know a lot of people are. It's not me. But I think the American people have a right to know what their vice president under Barack Obama was doing with his son. That's what I want. But there is a race now. And the race is because all the Democratic progressive apparatus understand Biden's culpability, Joe Biden's culpability. They all know it happened. There isn't one of them that don't know it, including um, Barack Obama. And there you have a link, because Barack Obama had to know what was happening, because Barack Obama was a micromanager when he was president. So there's a race. Who's going to be indicted first? 
Trump on January 6th charges or Hunter Biden on this tax beef and not registering as a foreign agent. That's what this January 6th committee is all about. They're pleading with Merrick Garland to indict, charge Trump with anything, anything, to try then to deflect away from this coming disaster with Hunter Biden. You see what I'm talking about here? It's very very interesting, yes. 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 Okay, so I'm glad you asked the question. So, the problem is that Merrick Garland, who is an ideologue, and he can't even find the leaker of the Supreme Court thing. Now, how many people had access to Alito's files? Two? Four? Single digits, for sure. You know, it's not like... People were marching in and out of Alito's office, and you can't find him, the person? He's corrupt. He's not even looking. But he's smart enough to know, Garland, that he doesn't have it on Trump. He doesn't have it. There's too much exculpatory word of the day, exculpatory evidence about what uh, Trump did on on October 6th. Now... Everyone should know that Donald Trump made a huge mistake by not reacting immediately Agreed. when he saw the incursion into the Capitol, when he saw the riot on cable TV, and there's no doubt he was watching it. Everybody knows he was watching it, and mm-hmm. everybody was telling him, get up and make a statement now, not a tweet. Right. You know, a get out there, all the cameras are lined up, and say, knock it off, get out of there. I mean, that's a very fair criticism. I don't care how much you love Trump. I've said that from day one. I've criticized yeah, right. him for that all day. Everybody day. who denies that or, or gets mad when anybody points that out is not being a fair-minded person. No. But that right. is but not it, a crime. It's not fomenting an insurrection. No. That's what it's not. No. And, and, you know, and all of this he incited business. We on the Notes Been News on BillOReilly.com, and I implore your audience to check that out, okay? We put up the Inspector General of the Defense Department's report that documents that days before January 6th, Trump was actively discussing putting the National Guard in there. Right. Now, this is not two sides to the story. And then you'll have uh, somebody like Liz Cheney go up there and go, no, he didn't. No, Trump didn't. That's a lie. And that's why Liz Cheney is going to lose her seat. What is it, two weeks, I think? She's done. Done. Finished. Okay, and CNN will hire her, as I predicted. I think I told you guys this last time around. She'll be on CNN. Okay, that's where she's going. Good good riddance. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, you know, since nobody watches CNN, it's like she's in the witness protection program. (laughs) Nobody's watching that. Right. No, exactly. No, no, right. Nobody so. watches, and they just, in fact, uh, Trump is uh, suing uh, them today. But I want to stick with Donald Trump for a second because you just sure. spoke about him. And uh, just so you know where I come from on this issue, I'm always taking the money. <laughs> I'm always taking the money. I'm not mad at David Ferrity. I'm not mad at Bill Mickelson. I don't care if Charles Barkley goes. But Donald Trump now is embroiled in this LIV nonsense. He was at the party at Gotham Hall last night. He's playing today with Dustin Johnson and, and uh, Bryson DeChambeau. And yes, his golf course will host this Greg Norman Live event coming up this weekend. 9-11 parents are furious. They're going crazy. How could you do this? The Saudis are behind 9-11. If he called you, and you do speak to him often, about things like this, what would your advice have been for Donald Trump? You know, um, I don't like the Saudis. I don't like them. 
Right. Never have. My right. father worked for Aramco, um, a, an oil company, uh, through um, an American oil company, and just not good people. They're not, generally speaking. Um, I look. If you don't want to patronize any Saudi-backed enterprise, don't. This is my opinion on it. Okay, don't. Don't watch the golf. Don't get involved with them because I'm not going to. I don't watch golf anyway. I mean, I don't know what kind of person sits there for hours. <laughs> now he goes on and he approaches the putt. And it looks like there's a slight break to the left. Shoot me! Shoot me! <laughs> if I'm watching golf, you guys can have me institutionalized, okay? Yeah. It's boring. And, a little bit. But I'm not going to tell Donald Trump how to run his business, all right? If he wants to do it for whatever reason, I would point out that where I live on Long Island, there are many still grieving families, and I would point out that bin Laden and his family emanated from Saudi Arabia, and that Saudi Arabia never really condemned this 9-11 attack. That's what I point out. All right, Bill O'Reilly, let's segue to you have strong opinions about what transpired with the hags on The View this week. Uh, re what? regarding the what rega on the view, the ladies on the view. Uh, oh, regarding the ladies. I, I, yes, the ladies. I heard another word there. <laughs> I was the, well, no, nah, never for me, never for me. <laughs> but the way they slandered Charlie Kirk's uh, Turning Point USA, ah. really disgusting. And then the, the weak apology from them. Well, I had Kirk on uh, the No Spin News this week, uh, and of course that runs at nine o'clock on WABC as Common Sense. And, you know, Kirk is a young guy, he's a conservative, but he's not a malicious guy. He, he you know, and, to, no. you know, he, he builds this agency, and, and all of a sudden these people, they're accusing him of, of uh, fostering Nazis. But my point in, in uh, what I wrote today on the message of the day on BillOReilly.com was, this is ABC News. That's who runs this program. It's not entertainment and, and I'm going, when you have a news show, you should have a news person on the show. Does that make sense to you guys? <laughs> a you, you would think. Just one. one. You know, just one. one. Now, Barbara Walters, the creative, was a news person. Then she hired Meredith Vieira, another news person. Now, I mean, these women, you have to hire people to read the newspaper to them. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, but, by the way, but, but by the anything. way, Bill, but they get big ratings. That's the game. No, they, they don't. They don't uh, get big ratings. Well, that time of mean. the day, that time of the day, they do. They're not well, big. It's about to... two million, maybe two, three. Yeah. Well. All right. Now, today in the collapsing media world, except for you guys who are surging, <laughs> um, today that's okay. Yeah. They can sell their products at two, three, but that's a shadow of what it used to be. Yeah. And it doesn't matter because nobody really takes it seriously. But the point is, if you run ABC News, are you proud of that? Oh, God, no. I mean, what are you doing? Yeah, no, what you are you cringe. doing? Yeah. No, it's a mess. Okay. It's all a mess. And, uh, you, you know, to your credit, you've been pointing this out for a very, very long time. Before it became obvious to the everyday person, Bill, you've talked about what a mess news has been, the mainstream media. You continue to talk about it, and you should, because you've been right all along. By the way, I am uh, looking forward to September the 14th when you and I once again go together to uh, City Field. It's always a very big event, so thank you uh, for that. No, no, no. Uh, 
uh, Sid and I are going to the Met game, and it means that the people sitting in our section will not show up. <laughs> so we'll have plenty of good view. All right. I, I thought the Subway Series was great. I'm going to Yankee Stadium in August to see the uh, next two games there. Oh, cool. Um, and cool. I think the Mets are going to get uh, the catcher, Contreras, and Robertson from the Cubs. Yes. And I, they're going to get them momentarily. That could so be. A little, little thought. Might not happen. Last night I was with Joe Namath, a name dropper O'Reilly. No, where? where, where? In, uh, in Long Island? Yes, he has his uh, annual golf tournament at the Old Westbury Country Club to benefit the Joe Namath Foundation. I want everybody to check this out. Wow. And that foundation um, funds health problems for former football players. And wow. it was hysterical. Uh, Greg Buttle, the old linebacker, was there. Two tall Jones and I had a long conversation about the wow. Dallas Cowboys. I love this stuff, you know. And and so, but I got to say, Joe Namath is the nicest athlete yep. I have ever met in my life, and not just to me, but to everybody. Yep. So gracious. He does a great job on the Joe Namath Foundation, helping these. You know, in his era. A lot of these players didn't make a lot of money, and they got terrible health problems now because it is wicked on that field, as everybody knows. So I was happy to be there to see Joe, and um, you know, uh, Bernie, I, we invited you to the game. You know, I hope you know that. I mean, yeah, I know no. you're not going to show because you're like this uh, uh, reclusive guy out of there in Long Beach scaring the sharks. I, but you should. You should come with us. Well, I, mean, yeah, 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 I actually want to. I actually really want to. And, uh, you know, I appreciate yeah, the you invitation. Can do it, good. I'm not going to give you a ticket away to like, the last moment <laughs> because nobody wants to hang with me and say no, anyway. Nobody does. That's true. I'll be in touch uh, today. Listen, Bill, uh, by the way, Greg Buttle is hilarious as well. Uh, the breaking yes. news is that we are officially in recession. The, the economy contracted in the second quarter, so we're officially in recession. In 30 seconds we have left, you, you want to comment on that quickly? Well, I hope people still go to my food truck at the Joan Jett. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bill, all I can say. Great. All right, Bill, you are great, phenomenal, Bill. phenomenal again. Really, really great. We love you. Thank you so much, okay, and guys. we'll do it again. All right. See you. Take care. What a great job there, Bill O'Reilly. And what a week he's had hanging out with uh, Broadway Joe, the most important figure as uh, the NFL continues to thrive, whether you like Goodell or not. And the guy that made that all possible with the merger way back when as a player was uh, Joe Namath, besides winning, of course, Super Bowl three. Uh, that'll do it for your hour number three. We'll come back with hour number four of the Thursday edition of Bernie and Sid right after this. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. I want to rock! Bernie and Sid in the morning on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Oh, good tune. Tears for Fears. 905, fourth and final hour. 
today's Bernie and Sid in the morning program on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Don't forget, we're going to play um, Beat Bernie coming up at 940. Need a contestant now, 1-800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222 for Beat Bernie. And also, uh, this weekend is another big weekend right here. As 77 WABC celebrates 100 years, premiering this Saturday at 4 p.m. Join us for Episode 10. This has been really tremendous work by Chris Libertini. Really tremendous. Uh, And Bavona, a one-hour special this and every Saturday through September, honoring WABC icons. This Saturday, 77 WABC highlights as it happened. Big events heard right here on WABC. And I was just talking to Chad Lopez, our boss, who's great, by the way. It's going to be a jam-packed hour. It's going to be presented documentary style, and it features audio of 100 years of WABC radio. Thanks to the great John and Margot Katsimatidis. They appreciate history. They've, uh, they've Somehow or another, they've made WABC big time again. Congrats to John and Margot. They've made this all possible. This is another amazing thing that we here at 77 WABC are doing to celebrate 100 years. Now, at the end of that O'Reilly conversation, Bernie, you kind of threw in there. It's official now. We are in a recession. The economy continues to shrink. And uh, as Joe Biden and his administration trying to find a way to, de- to define it the last couple of days, because they knew this was coming. They knew it was coming. Now, now I just want to see how they're going to find a way to blame this almost two years later on Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Well, they'll they'll go to COVID and all this nonsense, Putin, and they'll they'll go to Putin. They'll and yeah, yeah, right. Putin, the war, and they'll highlight the fact that the, the unemployment rate is low. But that that doesn't mean we're not in a recession. None of that means we're not in a recession. We are in recession. Uh, by by definition, we're in a recession, and so they can spin it all they want. But uh, you know, it's going to get down to to people. People are feeling the pain. People are feeling the hurt. Part of the uh, reason why we're in a re- recession is inflation, and people are feeling that uh, big time. So they're not going to be able to spin it successfully. They'll try because they are just bald face, uh, shameless liars. Uh, they'll try, but it's not going to work. You know, I, I saw this uh, earlier, and I brought this point up to you, right, that the follow-up question is never, what has Joe Biden made better? Like, if you hate Donald Trump, fine. You're allowed. You're allowed. It's America. What has he made better? And there's never that follow-up question. And now, of course, uh, we're in we're in a recession. And even the approval ratings, which have Joe Biden at, let's say, 33 percent, right? That still means 33 percent of people think he's doing a good enough job. And, and I have to I can't figure out for the life of me. Why one of three people in this country, I don't care if you despise Donald Trump and you're a Democrat your whole life. Who are these 33 percent? You got a bad war going on. You got a recession. You got inflation, supply chain issues, race divide at its absolute worst. Who are these people that stand up and go, this guy, he's doing fine by me? No, but you answered your own question. It's not only that they hate Trump. They hate everything uh, on the right side of uh, the political spectrum. And they're not going to give you the satisfaction of saying that, uh, you know, they're their best person, their, 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 their leader at this point, uh, Joe Biden, is, is doing a bad job. They're just, just dug in, they're stubborn, they're uh, hateful, and uh, they're very vindictive. Uh, so uh, that's why you're going to get those numbers. You're always yeah. going to get stuff like that, no matter what. And you're, you're right, everything is, is a disaster. From perpetuating this Ukraine war, sending billions of dollars over to that, 
that uh, that 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 waste of you know is a futile attempt to, to to kick the Russians out, get to the bargaining table. But to to, to that and also this new bill that, that Joe Manchin just caved in on, uh, uh, spending another trillion dollars in the middle of this uh, the period of wild rampant inflation. Everybody knows every every everybody with a brain knows that spending more money causes more inflation, and they don't give a rat's ass. They have the balls to call this the uh, the, the, the the reduce inflation bill or something like that. Uh, let me look it up right here. Uh, the and 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 re- reduction in inflation bill or something like that. Either way, they're, they're going to perpetuate this inflation problem and just make it worse. And uh, tell you that the, 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 you know everything is fine, everything is great, but we, we don't believe them. Most people don't believe them, and even the people that say that they uh, that they want them, they don't believe them as yeah. well. Those yeah. people that you're talking about, but uh, they're going to say otherwise is what it is. I want to hear Eric Adams, our genius mayor, real mentor. Uh, he's described himself before more than once, more than once as the Biden of Brooklyn. Well, Eric, as your city continues to fall apart. And now we know we're in a recession and this economy is in the dumper. Do you still consider yourself the Biden of Brooklyn? And my answer to you is you should. You should because you really are the Biden <laughs> of Brooklyn. <laughs> That's right. Hey, by the way, it's called the Inflation Reduction Act yeah, of 2022. Right. Yeah. They have the balls to name that bill that, the Inflation yeah. Reduction Act, when it's the exact opposite. Exact opposite. So that's the, that's what we're dealing with. We're dealing with the... Uh, it's a really sneaky, devious uh, people here, and uh, I, I don't know. Twenty, uh, the election can't come soon enough, and then we got to wait till twenty twenty four. Yeah. But either, either way, the whoever replaces Joe Biden is going to be just as bad, just as bad. Kamala Harris. Well, I don't care who it is. Buttigieg. Uh, Buttigieg, he's yeah, gonna, he's got, a favorite. He, he's, he'll beat Harris and Newsom today. I really believe Buttigieg is the guy. But well, but, I told you about the poll earlier yes, today. The, but even before that, even before that, I thought he would be the guy. But I have to tell you that uh, your girl, <laughs> let me pull a Bernie McGurk on you. Your girl, Pocahontas Liz Warren. I think she actually likes Biden. I, I think. I what is this? Uh, Sid cut one, Lewis. Liz Warren talking about a possible Biden run. In two, uh, 224, uh, Sid won. Joe Biden should be running. He is running. I will be running for Senate in 2024. We've got to stop the catnip about 2024. We are 100 days out from a midterm. So she is running for Senate, but she actually wants. Now, isn't she on record like just a couple of weeks ago saying Biden is a disaster? Or am I wrong? Uh, I thought so. I don't, I, I don't necessarily recall that. Yeah. She's running. She's, she wants to run. She's going to say that to, to say, seem loyal, perhaps. But in this University of New Hampshire poll, she came in, uh, she came in third, tied with Newsom. Actually, third and fourth, uh, tied with Newsom for 10%. Mm. You have Sneaky Pete at 17%, Biden at 16%, and then Newsom and Warren at 10%. And then it goes down, Klobuchar 9%, Kamala in 7th place with the 8%. And behind her, you have Hillary, AOC, and Stacey Abrams, 
who gets a, a, an abysmal 3%. So people are on to uh, Big Mama and the phony Big fraud Mama. that she is as well. <laughs> Big Mama down in Georgia got 3% yeah. in the University of New Hampshire poll of 2024 candidates. Who 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 would you like to see run? Oh, God. Uh, so Monday is uh, the big golf tournament. And, and I can't believe this because I can actually see you. You're wearing your blue suit. It was a brutally hot day. I mean brutally hot. And I can see you walking from the bar up towards the table where John Katsimatidis, Rudy Giuliani, and a host of others were sitting down with me. And you sat next to me. And we co-hosted the Cats at Night show from the golf tournament. And then I went on to actually MC the auction, which I'm doing again, I believe, this Monday. Would you believe, Bernie, I know you remember it too, like yesterday, that was a year ago, come Monday. No, no, time really does fly. Right? No, that was, that was, yeah, that was a fun time. Garden City, as a matter yes, of fact. same the, place. The golf course there. Same place this year, yeah, yes. Beautiful place. Um, no, but I, you know, time just, yeah, it, it, before you know it, it's going to be Christmas. It's just that's why you, you just got to slow down and savor, you know, these days, these hot middle of summer days right now, because they're going to be gone before you yeah. know it. But, uh, yeah, that that was a fun time with uh, Mr. Katz. And uh, who else was there? It was the um, uh, well, a lot of clients, uh, a lot of clients were there. But Joe yeah. Piscopo does his act. He's great. He does impressions, sings that's his right. music. Uh, my beautiful wife, Danielle, showed up. But, you know, Pete Morgan will be there, I'm sure, from Peerless Boilers. Anthony Zaccardi. My uh, publisher from Postal Press, Simon & Schuster, he'll be there. And uh, a bevy of, of all the clients that advertise at the station will be there, too. So it's, uh, it's a good time. And, oh, y- your attorney friend was there from Staten Island, the one who does divorces like my wife uh, uh, oh, right, and right, Julie right. And, and those people. Yeah, yeah, Julie and Gentile. Right, right. So it'll be fun. Good uh, people. That's, good that's people. coming up on Monday. And it's funny you say, before you know it, it'll be over because, you know, I'm always talking about where I live now, how much I love it. Uh, you've been living uh, close to where I live for a long time, and where you live is, is really gorgeous. I've been there, too. Uh, but I've been warned already that as beautiful as the summer and fall is, that's how brutal. I'm not like you. I don't like winters. I don't like cold. I can't stand snow. I hate it. And I've been warned that the winters are brutal where I move now. So to your point, as much as I dislike the hot, 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 too, I like it in the middle. I like 75 and sunny. I don't like 90, and I don't like snow. Uh, but the point is, the winters are so brutal. They say you may as well enjoy this. So I, I don't know. Well, you get you get less less snow out by the uh, shore, but cold. So if if you don't like, no, it gets it's actually uh, not not any colder than uh, inland. As a matter of fact, it's warmer. Really, it's warmer. But yeah, because the ocean is warm, and uh, it, it it's a couple of degrees warmer. Is it here. the wind? Maybe maybe the cold. Is it the wind? What 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 makes it? They say well, it's it gets, brutal. It, the wind is the wind. Yeah, the wind can be nasty. It can be brutal. But uh, just like in the summertime, you know, you you have uh, in the afternoon, it gets windy by the shore, but it keeps you cooler uh, in the summer. But so it gets a little more windy, but less snow and less cold. Uh, you, you know, it, so pick your poison. Frankie Kravitz just sent me a meme of an adult Max Scherzer holding a baby Aaron Judge. <laughs> he's, he's, he's actually coddling Aaron That's Judge. Funny. That is great as the like Mets that. take them both from the Yanks. And again, uh, you know, the Yankees still have 66 wins. The Mets are fourth in Major League Baseball with 62. The Astros and Dodgers are in the mid-60s as well. But uh, bragging rights right now belong to the Mets. It's a 2 nothing, And again, they get another game on Atlanta. That's back up to three games. And the more these teams keep winning, and both of these teams will get better 
during the All-Star break. Bill O'Reilly mentioned it. Wilson Contreras, who actually had to say goodbye to the fans at Wrigley a couple of days ago. He's been an amazing Chicago Cub. And David Robertson, the former Yankee reliever, believe it, both of those guys may be headed to Queens. You know the Yankees will get somebody. So they're already two of the best four teams in baseball. They're going to get better here during the trade deadline sometime next week. And that's going to make for a very exciting August and September for baseball here in New York City. Really looking forward to it. I hope the Yankees implode. I'd rather see the Yankees implode than to see a Subway Series, to really? be quite honest you with you. You want to see yeah. the Mets play the Astros? Uh, I would prefer that, yeah. Really? I, I just, uh, I'd, I'd rather, would I'd rather see... the Mets play the Yankees, but unlike 2000, this time around, 22 years later, we beat them. Yeah, well, no, I like that as well, that outcome. But I would, I'm such a Yankee hater, I wish they would just totally implode and be off the uh, you know off the radar by playoff time. I know it's not going to happen. <laughs> no, but no. that's that's a kind of a petty person I am. I like that. That's what makes you hot, Bernie. One eight hundred eight four eight W A B C. One eight hundred eight four eight ninety two twenty two. Now the meaty segment coming up next. Then you get beat, Bernie. This is the Thursday edition of Bernie and Sid. Hey, Bill O'Reilly here, and you are listening to Bernie and Sid. God help you. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Bernie and Sid Show heard everywhere on that 77 WABC app. And uh, we had a terrific show today. Lots of content. And, of course, these interviews with Miranda Devine, Bill O'Reilly. Top-notch, ladies and gentlemen. Go back and listen to them if you haven't heard them on WABCradio.com. Can I ask you uh, they, a question uh, on your – because yeah, you're a genius. By all means. Yeah. I'm not a genius. No, but, you are. Uh, no, please. you are. I'm, beg- you are. I'm begging you. Uh, you know, this Brittany Griner story is gaining more and more uh, legs here. And it turns right. out now that the Biden administration has offered a Russian arms dealer in exchange to bring home Whelan and Brittany Griner. Now, the last trade we made was worse than the Nolan Ryan deal, that uh, Bo Bergdahl <laughs> for the five ISIS guys. That's um, right. Yeah. So what about this, this possible deal? Russian arms dealer... For Griner and Whelan. I'm just curious your thoughts on that, Bernard. Just, just what do you think? Well, I th- first of all, his his nickname, by the way, is the Merchant of Death. Is that right? That's his nickname. Aye, yeah. Aye, aye. And, aye. and it seems to me it's, uh, you you nailed it, uh, another Bo Bergdahl deal. Oh, boy. Uh, this guy's, uh, he's he's bad news. But you know what? Uh, let's listen. I actually have this guy, Anthony Blinken. He's our, uh, he's our Secretary of State. He's a moron. And he, he's a complete lightweight. And he's a loser. And uh, anyway, this is him talking about the, this potential prisoner swap. Cut 13, Lou. Uh, Anthony Blinken, cut 13, please. In the coming days, I expect to speak with Russian Foreign Minister Lavrov for the first time since the war began. I plan to raise an issue that's a top priority for us. The release of Americans Paul Whelan and Brittany Griner, who've been wrongfully detained and must be allowed to come home. We put a substantial proposal on the table weeks ago to facilitate their release. 
I mean, does he sound wooden, this guy? Or what the hell is wrong with him? <laughs> Jesus, uh, Mary. Is there anybody in this administration that is halfway competent? No. Uh, so, anyway, he put we put it on, uh, on the table that, that we think is uh, fair or whatever he said. I don't know. Listen, uh, what I think of it is, uh, no, the merchant of death is not, uh, you know, it's given up too much. we right. got to keep this guy. She's just, a, you know, I mean, God bless her. She's a, a, a WNBA player who who won't stand for the national anthem, for God's right, sake. Right, exactly. And then the other guy, Whalen, I don't really know nah. you know, his deal. Nah, nah. But uh, it's not, not a fair swap. Uh, again, I love it. You nailed it again. Bo Bergdahl is <laughs> analogous to that. Yeah, no, that uh, was It goes back to that, that. And they celebrated that back then. They had Bergdahl's parents to the White House. Obama did. Like, like it was a big success, and Susan Rice is like, yeah, this is the greatest thing. And it turns out that uh, Bo Bergdahl, well, he got American soldiers killed. Yes. He was, he was a deserter, for God's sakes, and they, they portrayed him as a hero. Uh, a, a, a complete and total disaster for a bunch of terrorists who, who we let out of Guantanamo to get this idiot back. We've already been involved, anyway. by the way, in major attacks since. I mean, that's the difference between Democrats, Obama, and Biden. They they make trades, and they allow terrorists, drug dealers, and killers to go free. Trump, he goes, oh, here's the deal. Let those kids out. I'm going to kill you and your whole family. Okay. Send them home. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly I mean, right. God, what a difference. Hey, listen, there's another uh, situation brewing. But before I get that, let me call an audible here, Lou. I didn't tell you this, but... Uh, but this is a cut number three, just just you know for laughs. I just want to hear it again. Uh, Biden back, uh, no, uh, no more COVID, and he's telling you wear a mask one minute, and then, and then the next minute he's telling you that masks don't work. But either way, he couldn't pronounce the, the drug that he's taking, Paxlovid. Cut three, please, Luke. Cut three. Millions of Americans have used Paxlovid. Paxlovid, excuse me. Uh, Paxlovid. <laughs> I tell you what, I, 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 I tell think you what, I, I used it. <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, funny, Eric Adams, right? Funny. Hey, listen, this is the Chinese foreign minister. This is the Chinese. Now, Nancy Pelosi is uh, she's going to take a trip to Taiwan. And uh, Joe Biden, uh, you know, diarrhea of the mouth. He blurted it out at some point last week that she was taking a trip to Taiwan. He should not have, but he did. Anyway, the Chinese foreign minister reacted to it. Cut 12. This is what he said about if she comes to Taiwan. 12, please. The Chinese side will take firm and strong measures to safeguard our sovereignty and territorial integrity. The U.S. must assume full responsibility for any severe consequence arising thereof. Severe consequences. So uh, they're talking, they're they're threatening us, essentially. Uh, So anyway, uh, Gordon Chang was on Cats at Night two days ago, and he said this about Pelosi going to uh, Taiwan. Cut 11, please, Lou. Well, the Financial Times last Wednesday reported that she is planning a trip to Taiwan in August. She postponed her April trip 19. Now, she has not formally announced the trip, but President Biden on Wednesday told the American people that the U.S. military is not in favor of her going. That statement was extremely misguided on the part of the president. And the reason is, it convinced the Chinese that there was disagreement inside the Biden policy apparatus about the trip. And then it encouraged China to be even more belligerent in its threats against us. So they kind of screwed up and it's now become a big international incident. 
And the question is, uh, is it a good idea for her to go? Listen, I don't trust Nancy Pelosi. Like, stay out of things. First of all, she's uh, she's a wicked, uh, she's a witch, is what she is, a wicked witch who, uh, you know, untrustworthy. I mean, this whole January 6th committee and uh, what she did to her district back there in San Francisco, she's a disaster. So I don't need her, uh, you know, provoking the the communist Chinese into a a war with us, but that's what she's doing. And a lot of uh, Republicans are saying, yeah, she should go. You know, don't don't kowtow or or be afraid of China at this point. It would only show weakness, but... There's a way to do things, and there's a way not to do things. You know, you don't have to stick it in their face, but that's apparently what they want to do, and the Chinese are angry about it, and that's a situation brewing right now, whether or not she should go and whether or not, uh, you know, the Chinese will will react. What are they going to do? Maybe, you know what they might do? Maybe they'll kidnap her. And they'll hold her hostage. Interesting, right. That would be a good thing, right? Uh, it would be great. It would be great. That would be, yeah, and then, and then uh, <laughs> right, and Joe Biden can't get anybody out. No. Look at Brittany Griner. Right. So, right. yeah, she, she will remain. So maybe it's a good idea. Maybe I do want her to go to Taiwan. That's funny. Uh, actually, that's a good idea. Uh, yeah, 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 she should go. Now, the thing about these investigations, we talked to uh, Miranda Devine about the Hunter probe and Bill O'Reilly about the Trump probe, the two of them. And Chuck Grassley, he's the uh, the guy they went to, the whistleblowers from the FBI went to uh, this week to say that the, the DOJ and the FBI are tamping down the uh, Hunter crimes, trying to tell people that it's Russian disinformation. Once again, deja vu. Anyway, he said this, Chuck Grassley, about uh, both probes, the Trump and the Hunter probe. Take a listen. Seven. It's as simple as uh, uh, opening a case against uh, Trump that was based on fuzzy liberal newspaper reports. But when it come to Hunter Biden, with plenty of concrete information, it was shut down. It's pretty simple. I like that old guy. Yeah, he's right. Flimsy reports, a, a, a two-tiered system of justice, unequal application of the law. It's bad. It's really bad what they're doing persecuting Trump and ignoring the Hunter Joe slash Joe Biden crimes, which is what they're doing. And uh, Bill, O'Reilly, Bill O'Reilly had an interesting take that Merrick Garland is stuck between a rock and a hard place. They want him to uh, you know, charge Trump, but he knows he doesn't have enough uh, on Trump to do so. so. But they want him to do it anyway, in, in, in the worst way they want him to do it. So that's an interesting uh, insight on the part of Bill O'Reilly for, for Trump himself. This is what he said about being persecuted by the government. Cut number 10, please, Lou. If I renounced my beliefs, if I agreed to stay silent, if I stayed at home and just took it easy, the persecution of Donald Trump would stop immediately. It would stop. But that's not what I will do. I can't do that. I have to save uh-uh. our country. See that? He's a regular George Washington, my boy, Donald Trump. He's got to save the country. I like it. And he's right. If he if he if he just you know said I'm going to retire I'm going I'm just going to golf and host you know golf tournaments at my courses they would drop all charges there would be no January 6th committee hearing in Jan- in September there would be, be none of that it would all go away because that's all they want him to do is go away and he's not going away now speaking of somebody who should stay away is Chris Cuomo Fredo he's back he's got a, a new TV show on a network nobody ever heard of. And no, no, nobody could locate or identify or tell you what, where it's broadcast on. He's got a new job, and he talked to a Dan Abrams, did Fredo, 
and he said this to Dan Abrams about his new show, Cut 32, Please Lou. I had decided that I can't go back uh, to what people see as the big game. I don't think I can make a difference there. I think we need insurgent media. I think we need outlets that aren't fringe and just trying to fill their pockets. I'm going to try very hard to be fair. Please. So He's first of all, he says he can't go fair. back. Yeah, he can't go back to the big game. But in other words, nobody's inviting you back to the big game, stupid. <laughs> right. That's why you go into this little petty network that nobody ever heard of. And by the way, CNN and is hardly the big game. That's like the, uh, you know, the, that's the Division II college football game. That ain't Michigan, Ohio State, I'll tell you that. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> he never was in the big game. You're right. Uh, no, he was. So anyway. At one point, he was at ABC. He was, you know, he actually, early in his career, uh, was almost there uh, in the big game. But he, he certainly went backwards and left Division One football the end of his uh, last couple of years. Yeah, I don't remember his days at ABC, but uh, if you say so, I trust you. Uh, I believe you indeed, Sid Rosenberg. Now, he maybe he could have his brother Andrew on, who also should stay out of the limelight, but he's still around. And remember, Andrew Cuomo, the former governor of New York, he actually once said this while he was governor of New York. Cut number 35, Lou, please. We're not going to make America great again. It was never that great. What a piece of garbage, huh? I, I remember that. Remind, I remember just, that. Just, just want to remind people yep. what, a, what, what a low life he actually is. We, point, we and, pointed that out the next day. The next day you had that audio, and we went on and on yep. about this is the guy who, who is reaping every benefit this country has to offer. Just like LeBron James saying the same thing. Why would you come yep. back to this country? Why not, Mr. Billionaire? Exactly right. And... Uh, Speaking of back to Fredo, I mean he was the he's the son of a former governor and he was the brother of a governor. I mean you talk about privilege. He thinks he got the uh, got got there on his own talents. He's uh, severely mistaken. Yeah, Fredo, you're a loser. That's all I got. He to is say. handsome though. He's got a good body. I'll give him that. I mean, yeah, he, he works out. He works <laughs> yeah. out. Come he on. looks good coming out of the ocean. And I'm not gay, but he looks good coming out of the ocean. But you're right. He's a, he's a no That's, talent. Sounds like you could be a little bit gay. Well, maybe once. Look, look, he looks good coming out of the ocean. <laughs> hey, listen, we're going to pe- play Beat Bernie on the Bernie and Sid Show. Keep it where it is, folks. We're coming right back. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks. You're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. Now, it's time to beat Bernie. It's time to beat Bernie. Sponsored by Fearless Boilers and Pavilion Tankless Water Heaters. You think you can beat Bernie? Good luck. It's time to beat Bernie. Beat Bernie. All right, let's play this. Anthony is in Rockland County, a retired construction worker. My sister, Alana, brother-in-law, Harry, love him dearly, confused, lost, stupid, uh, big uh, Democrats, but I love them anyway. They lived in New City for many, many years, and my niece, Tamara, and my niece, Jennifer, they both live in New City as we speak. Are you anywhere near New City, Anthony? Yeah, I'm in Suffolk. I'm not far from New yep. City at all, so you know it well. How you doing I'm doing well, pal. So you're retired? You're living the good life? Uh, you know what? I actually had what Bernie had about, I retired two years ago and about oh. uh, a year ago, I got prostate cancer. Mm. But they got it early, so good. the radiation took care of everything. So everything seems to oh, be okay good. for now. Thank God. Thank and I God. wish Bernie the best. 
Yes. Well, you'll have a chance to talk to Bernard after uh, you guys finish the game. And as you know, you listen to the show. Bernie speaks to the contestants right after the game is over, so you can wish him well. Let's get to the game. Number one, Anthony, in 1911, this oil company got its trust busted and had to divest itself of 33 companies. What oil company is that? Yeah, that was the Rockefeller uh, uh, Standard Oil. Right. Very uh, good. Very good. What is the three-letter title used for a man who is dubbed a knight? Jeez, uh, I know that one, too. Uh, of course you do. <laughs> Come on, it's so like easy. everybody else. Come on. Uh, Knight. Sir. Yes, of course, sir. In 1943, author Knut Hamson tarnished his reputation when he gave his 1920 Nobel Peace Prize medal to what Nazi propaganda minister? It had to be Joseph Goebbels. Yes, look at you, Anthony. Very good, my friend. Three for three. In December 2018, who was a defense secretary who who reigned... Now, this is wrong. It's a wrong word. It's got to be resigned, citing his disagreement with President Trump over the removal of troops in Syria. You're missing an S there, Bill. What year was this? This will be a 2018. Big-time guy, big-time war guy. Big time. Uh, was it wrong? Let me see. Uh, I'm, I'm getting a blank on that one. I'll say uh, All right. it's wrong, but I'll uh, say Rumsfeld. No. Uh, Rumsfeld worked with Bush. Uh, I'll give you a hint. This guy's nickname is the same as Chris Russo, who was on yesterday. Mattis. Yes, Mattis. that's right. General James Mad Dog Mattis. And finally, around 36 million Americans are edutentialists, meaning they have none of what? What are they missing? Uh, ed, ed Dutentulus? That's exactly right. En, eh, dun, en duntulus. En duntulus. What are they missing? What are they missing? Uh, and like in Kentucky and in, in, uh, these other states, uh, they don't have In Kentucky, I probably have to say teeth. Yes! Oh, look at that. I guess that was a really good hint. I actually went to a strip joint once in uh, on the border of Tennessee and Kentucky by Clarksville. And I swear to God, they had these strippers, and not one had teeth. They had big boobs, but no teeth. <laughs> Didn't work for me. I was down, I was down there once, and uh, they were saying bad things about unions. And I told the guy, well, if you got a union, maybe you get a dental plan, and you can fix those teeth that you have. <laughs> <laughs> I love like it. One quick thing. Yeah. When, you were, uh, when you were still with getting fired all this time some years back, I was yeah. like, how does he keep getting a job? How does he right. keep getting... And I didn't like that, but you know what, Sid? Over the last few years of you and Bernie, you make a great team, and I really enjoy listening to you in the morning. Well, I appreciate I that. Thank you. Uh, you know, and look, uh, I get that ask, that question asked all the time, and that's because I've got talent. When you've got talent, you get you second do. chances, and I'm one of the greatest of all time. That's a fact. You're a good man. Steve. Thank you. You're a good man. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. It's very nice of you, Anthony. Really, I do appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, Bernie is. Back. Bernie's got to get all five, right? This guy played well. Huh? Yeah, you got to go five for five, brother. Uh, I don't. I don't want to play, man. <laughs> Let me look at this for a second. I say I you're, I, you're going to go five for five. All right, let's see. I think now, you're going to do it. Yeah, you're, I do. Pu- you're putting you're putting more pressure. No, on me I by think you're going to do it. This guy was very good. He's a very smart guy, Anthony. But I, I think you really are going to go five for five. Okay. So here we go. We're In 1911, this oil company got its trust busted and had to divest itself of 33 companies. Oil company. This oil company, Mobile. Oh, man, you're not going to win today. That would be standard oil. He got that right, the contestant. Now the pressure is on to get the next four right just to tie. 
Bernie, what is the three-letter title used for a man who is dubbed a knight? Sir. Yep. In may, I have some, may I have some <laughs> yeah. more, sir? Yeah. In 1943, author Knut Hansen tarnished his reputation when he gave up his 1920 Nobel Prize medal to what Nazi propaganda minister? That would be uh, Joseph Goebbels. Yes. In December 2018, who was a defense secretary who resigned, citing his disagreement with President Trump over the removal of troops in Syria? Uh, you said 2018? Yes. 2018, the former defense secretary, right? Yes, yes. Uh, I would have to say, let's see, I would go with, it's, uh, it's either Mattis or, uh, I'll go with Mattis. Yep, correct. Dog Mattis. There you go. Same nickname as our Hall of Fame guest yesterday, Chris Russo. Yep. Uh, for your chance to tie right here, Bernard, around 36 million Americans are Ed Duntalus. Ed Duntalus, meaning they have none of what? And I'll give you the same hint I gave the caller, especially in the state of Kentucky. They have, what, 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 do they, what do they not have? Yes. What, what, what? That's the question? Exactly right. All right. Uh, they have no teeth. Yes. Oh, baby. What a great game. Both guys played very well. Anthony, wow. smart guy, nice guy, retired construction worker out of Rockland County. And Bernard played to a 4-4 tie. And uh, Anthony wants to talk to you anyway. Bernie, say hello to Tony. Tony, how you hey, doing, Bernie, buddy? how you doing? I'm doing good. I just want to say, uh, whenever I hear, listening to that uh, spot that, that says, Bernie reads a lot of books, I can't stop laughing. It's so funny. Not in that a bad way, in a good way. No, but, it is um, funny. I, I laugh, too. I cringe, actually. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I agree with you, man. Like I, like I told Sid, Bernie, I retired two years ago, and after a year I was diagnosed with a prostate. They got it early, though. So the radiation took care of it. All is well for now. So I wish you all the best. And yeah, thanks okay. for having me. You know what, you guys? I've been calling for about six years, never got on, and I'm listening to this guy on Simone. Vincent gets on every day. So how does this guy get on every day? And I call. I said, I'm going to give it one more shot. I hit the button. I couldn't believe I got on. But uh, well, thanks for having uh, me, you guys. Not at all, Tony. Listen, we don't take a lot of calls. I think that's the problem right there. But you're a great caller. I wish we had, had taken you in the past a, a little bit more, and hopefully we will in the future. But, Tony... Thanks for playing. You were a great, great sport and a great, great contestant. So uh, right. thanks, and thanks for the kind words as well. I had the, I went in with the idea going, I intend to forge straight on through the five answers <laughs> and beat Bernie. Right. But we tied. So you guys have a great weekend. Thanks very much. I appreciate it. And Not I look forward to listening to you. And God bless Bernie. All the best to you. Sid, thanks. Take care. Yeah. All right, guys. So long. All right. Take care, Tony. Lucky he got that prostate thing early. I wish I had. Anyway, we, uh, we're on the Bernie and Sid show. We have a little bit of the show left we're right after these short messages. Keep it where it is, folks. Beat Bernie, sponsored by Fearless Boilers and Pavilion Tankless Water Heaters on 77 WABC. Bernard McGurk. Unacceptable is throwing your beer can on the subway tracks. <laughs> Sid Rosenberg. I don't believe it's a three-man race. Bernie and Sid in the morning on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Gotta get out. I can't even get out of here. I say I gotta get out of here, but I can't even leave. I mean, 
Chris Libertini has me up for like, I can't tell you how long every day. And this 100-year thing. Now, like, every day I'm cutting another another audio piece for this. I, I got to do something after the show. I, I went, yeah, I thought it was over, and I just got the word. Yeah. I got the reminder. Yeah. I got to record some. Uh, but anything for the station, I'm grateful to have a job, and uh, I'll do it. Yeah. Not me. I got to do seven live spots. I got to do a 100-year thing for him, which is going to take about 15 minutes. It's the whole summer of 77. And then a video podcast for the Jets and Giants to, to give to FanDuel. So and that's a go, lot. And then you go that's a lot. to the beach. Whatever, bro. I got to still get to the damn uh, beach. It takes me an hour and a half. Okay. Yeah. Dr. Perspective uh, is leading. By the way, <laughs> Lou, you're funny. listen, listen. Lou's there. I heard Lou with, uh, I think you were with Curtis the other day. Yeah, because I'm still here. So I uh, work there. on his program at 12 noon. Yeah, uh, every day he's there till like 1 o'clock in the afternoon. For Correct. Sakes. Yes, that's it. So I'm here, too. Yeah, yeah. I don't care about anybody else. God. Well, well we know that. I mean, I, but, I know. you know, I do this with, with Daniel a lot of times. I'll be like, wow, what about this guy? Like, I don't care about anybody else. I care no, about I you. I was, I was, I was actually uh, doing that for the audience's edification. Oh, okay, then fine. We know that. We yeah. know you don't. I don't care. care. God, I don't care. No, no, no. We don't care about you either. I don't care about you either. Yeah, buddy, that goes. We don't care about you. I'm just sticking up for Louis. I'm sticking up for Louis. <laughs> no, I love Louis. I feel bad, but Louis makes we a care, lot of money. We, he makes a ton. <laughs> yes, it's a ton. Well, I mean, it's a, a wheelbarrow. A ton of money, right? Oh, yeah. A Barack Obama. The pallet to the Palestinians he makes every week, this yeah, kid. Yeah, me and the Saudis. The pallet to the Palestinians. <laughs> well, that was uh, a fun show. By the way, the, as fun as the show was today, and it was a lot of fun. I mean, Miranda Devine was uh, was groundbreaking. Bill O'Reilly was tremendous. All the stuff we did today. The truth is, is you, you shouldn't be all giddy in a good mood because we're in a recession. That's true. Uh, but, I don't uh, know, technically? You know, yes. <laughs> we were in a recession uh, in 2007, 2008, oh. and we had jobs and we got through it. That's true. We're, we're the lucky ones. Yeah. It's the people who don't have jobs and are struggling. They are the ones that, who are you know, in trouble and should not be happy. We should, we should be very happy and grateful. All right. There you have it, folks. That is perspective right there. That's why Bernie's the best. Always a silver lining, no matter what. No matter what. Yeah, why don't you learn? Yeah. Nah. No, don't, don't like don't that. <laughs> yeah. All right, bro, that was fun today. Great job, bro. It certainly was, man. We'll do it again tomorrow. Yeah, with Gaby. Me, you, and Gaby tomorrow, Bernard. That's so right. That's right. Look he's very excited, yes. Lewis, great job. Justin Ellick, Macedonia, Phil, Frankie Diaz with an E, Deb Valentine, Jacqueline, Carl, everybody. Thank you for your uh, in input and contribution. We are done for today. We'll be back again tomorrow for a Friday edition at 6 a.m., folks, enjoy your Thursday from all of us to all of you. Peace!